This is Missology Beauty Talks. Take a trip down memory lane and get to know the winners of the Big Five and other relevant beauty pageants in this exclusive interview. To watch the previews and succeeding episodes, you can also follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Missology, analyzing beauty pageants since Toronto. The beautiful Miss Bea Rosario. Hi, Bea. Hello. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Tagal namin hinintay. We were just waiting Finally. for the perfect timing. Oh my God. Are you guys gonna grill me or something? But I'm so scared. To start off, uh, how, how are you and how have you been doing lately? I'm, I'm doing well. You know, like... um. Um, obviously I was like a little bit scared a few months ago, but now I, I'm, I'm so much better. I dance every day. Um, I talk to all of my friends. Actually, I like it. Parang it was a bittersweet good thing because I reconnected to all of my friends, even the friends that I have since I was in grade one in like province, you know, and, and it's fun to reconnect and to um, just to get to know them much better than how, how I used to know them, you know? So it's nice to your friends from the Philippines or where, where, in, where in the Philippines specifically? Well, all over the place, you know, like I have friends in Masbate, uh-huh. in like, like in Cebu, um, um, you know, people in America, in England, I've even you, you know, I just, it was just, it was just fun. And um, there's so many celebrations that I get to see through the internet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's, it's actually, um, parang I became deeper, you know, because I, yeah. <laughs> And, it, and and even in my neighborhood, when I walk or when I go for a run or I walk my dog, it was just, it's a different mood. Like the quarantine have given us a different perspective, I guess. Kaya, let's just hope um, dumami yung population. There's more people. <laughs> we lost a lot as well. Yeah, yeah so I guess, yeah. I, I, so I guess it's it's up for us to multiply. <laughs> Wait, speaking of which, your, your mom is already pressured yes. to give it. She is right beside me and she wrote me a, a little note. Positive, positive, be positive. That's what she said. Different positive. Oh my God. I know. It means, it means behave. That's what she meant. <laughs> I have my tea here. Yeah, don't worry, Tita. Hindi naman po namin i-grill si Bea today. <laughs> no, no, no. She's not. She's not. She doesn't. You know. She trusts Stephen. She's afraid of me. <laughs> Last week, you your live was smashing. It was really. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Was, 
I was, was so far. Woke up. I woke up early in the morning and then I saw you and your mom doing your IG live. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> then I didn't even realize that I was still using the Miss International IG account. It, it wasn't my account. So I was like, Uh-oh. I was sending comments. I was posting, posting comments and then I realized, oh my goodness. It's and then you realize. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my personal account. <laughs> I, I kind of knew it was you because you were, it was like, just the way you talk. It was very you. Okay. All right, but anyway, <laughs> now, just want, please let's greet first some people who are actually watching, especially those who have oh. to watch. Aurelia. <gasps> Hi, Ati She, I think she's, she's sharing this to, to everyone right now. Oh my God, yay! Yes, actually she was, um, she was prepared. The, the day that you guys have posted it on Facebook, she already shared it to all of my family. We have it in our walls, in their chat group. Everybody received it. Yeah, so everyone, especially I, think I love you, this one, Masbate. I think they are. Yes, they people are in Masbate. Oh my God! Hi, hi to all of my family, my friends, um, Tito Sentitas, and you know, people I I grew up with. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now. And, and, uh, yeah, okay. Now, uh, yeah, I want to shift gears a little because you already mentioned Masbate. So, yeah, uh, you 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 came from a very humble background in Masbate. So back mm-hmm. then, as a little Bea, did it ever cross your mind that one day you will be joining beauty pageants and will become a beauty queen? Actually, I was never little because I've always been super tall. So, <laughs> so but like you know, like like that little giant Bea, I guess I have never. But my dream before was to become the next Kate Moss. I wanted to become a supermodel. That was my dream. And then it became, I wanted to be a Victoria's Secret model. And then, <laughs> and then it was later in life. I think when my mom saw um, Venus Ra in Beanie Beanie, that's when she had impu- pushed me, forced me to believe that I can win a beauty pageant. And that's when I started thinking and I was around 22, 21 years old when I had that. And then I had one year to think about it. And then I moved to Asia. I, 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 parang, I lived in the Philippines. I did Mutia. I left again because I was so homesick. It was just very difficult for me to live in Manila because I have never lived in Manila. Although I was, I, I was born there, I was raised in the province and then I moved here in Toronto. And I moved back. It was a culture shock in Manila. <laughs> and then I have to decide after, I think the people that really helped me to stay was Tito Raj, the KF camp. And my, my best friends, Parul Shah, Hannah Season, Maggie Wilson. Those are the girls that really, you know, made me realize that I have to stick it through this. And then I met my boyfriend and, he helped me as well. And and then I decided to plant my seed there. I, I, I got like a, a small little studio. Um, uh, yeah, a studio. Uh, I don't want to call that like a, a bachelor. Bachelor's pad. Bachelor's pad. And I, I adopted a dog. Bachelorette pad. And then I adopted a dog. And that's how I started. That's how I slowly became um, uh, relaxed and comfortable living alone 
a 22-year-old first-timer in Toronto. I mean, from Toronto to Manila. Manila. And it was amazing. In the middle of Cubao. Imagine that. <laughs> I lived in Cubao. <laughs> and at that time, because I was... Filipinas uh, oh headquarters. Oh, God. Yes. And, and I have to take... I have to commute because there's no... In, I think it was in 20th Avenue. There's no, um, there's no, not a lot of taxis. So I have to take the yes. tricycle and the jeep. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Oh, it's like the heart of Manila because that's where all the, that's where most crazy things. Uh, yeah, a um, lot of crazy things. Where most of the bus stations are that that leave oh, yeah. Manila. It goes oh, in front of Cubao. Yeah. yeah. So, from a, from a it's, it's a very busy. Yeah, exactly. So I lived everything. I lived like the super slow life, like the 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. life of the province to 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. life in Toronto. And then in Manila, which is like 24 hours open. <laughs> So it was it was a it was a big actually it was a big culture shock, but it it was part of the journey that made me stronger. And I think if I haven't lived in Cobal, I wouldn't be able to win, because I really endured a lot of like um, soul searching. Uh, I I did a lot of I did a lot of like self um, self healing, self evolving in Cobal. And I became so such a street smart person there. I learned how to drive in Cubao. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Day two of my driving lesson, I was already driving in, in the busy Cubao intersection. Uh-huh. And I was screaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. But I survived. Oh yeah, imagine that. You know, I was yeah. screaming, I was I almost crying, but I enjoyed it. And it was like a parang, you know how your parents would just throw you in the swimming pool? That's what happened to me. And I learned. <laughs> and I learned. And so yeah, you mentioned you lived in Cubao. So the goal was really to go into Binibini Filipinas. But this was yeah. after Mutia yeah. in Filipinas, right? This so was, was after Mutia. Because during Mutia, I really just wanted to win because I want to use that money for my university. <laughs> uh, okay. So my winning prize, I use it to pay for my university and then had another few months to think about it in, the, in, in, in Toronto. And then I had a boyfriend then, I had to dump him mm-hmm. and then move to Philippines. But first I lived in, I think I, I I went around Asia. I went to one month in China. I backpacked and then we went to Malaysia, Hong Kong. It was, it was just a fun journey. And I really needed to do that for me to really grow and to be ready for a, a really, really big and a life-changing opportunity like Bini Bini Filipinas. Oh, be- before Drew goes to the pageant side, just want to hear okay. a little bit about your background uh-huh. in China because I'm a little bit curious about what you did there. Yeah. You know, um, like a lot of people have strange notions or probably negative image about China in general. But for someone who had mm-hmm. backpacked, you know, continental China, um, how was it there when you were journeying? Oh, it was, 
Um, there, during that time, it was around the time when um, there were controversies between Japan and and mm. China, Manila and Hong Kong. Yeah. So I had to pretend I was Singaporean. Oh. Singaporean Canadian. That's what I had to say. And I was backpacking with my ex-boyfriend's mom because we were very, very close. We're best friends. And she brought me and we, and because she's Canadian as well, she was also like too Canadian to be Chinese. Mm -hmm. So we're both like, be careful what we're doing. (laughs) So just imagine this like two little, you know, like um, Canadian, me and, and an older woman, double my age. We were very, very careful when we were, but we enjoyed, we had so much fun. We, we joined the tour bus. Um, they were all Canadians. And we went from south of China to north of China. And we went to all of those really majestic, almost fairy tale like mm-hmm. um, palaces of, in China, in northern, northern area. And to the point where we reached a part where it's almost closer to the border. So there were a little bit, um, we, were, we were more like where we were using the uh, uh, coats. Yes. Because it's you know, and there, it's the super cold. And they, and, and they would talk to me in Chinese because they think I was Chinese. You could be Chinese actually in the northern part of China because yeah. you have more Turkish and Mongolian mixed there. Yes like a little bit Russian almost, but with like my eyes. And I was like, wow, they're so beautiful. My God, Stephen, they were so beautiful. They, they I can't, so many beautiful. I was like, oh my God, they look like a mix of like Russian, Chinese and Spanish yeah. in one person. And they don't even know they're beautiful. I was like, oh my God, how do you they not? They don't. And they're just there living yeah. normally. And I saw them, they were cutting like chicken. (laughs) (laughs) They were cutting the heads. And I come from the province. I grew up with a sabongero. Like, you know, like my grandpa was a sabongero. Sabongero. I know how to sabong. So I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh my God. And then I have to pretend, oh my God, I'm scared. But really I wasn't. The rest of the Canadian were all freaking out (laughs) because it was literally like beside like beside the street and he was just like cutting it (laughs) cutting it (laughs) but it was I didn't feel any like discrimination no prejudice nothing um I enjoyed the countryside in in China Mm. and I think that time that was the very first few five years of the government trying to see how the tourism will work they were so, very, they were very mm. active. Oh, no, not active is not the right term. I think they were very aggressive in terms of uh, tourism, tourism. because even this world was held in the desert in Ordos, northern China, in Inner Mongolia. It was so. Have you seen it? It's so pretty, right? Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. There was some um, acrobats, and like, like just amazing circus du Soleil type in the middle of the mountain. Mm-hmm. I was watching a Cirque du Soleil type in the middle of the mountain. I was sitting on the rocks and they were performing on top of rocks. And I'm like, how do you <laughs> do that? How? <laughs> I, I, I was really amazed. I was really, really amazed. And I really, really, as much as some Filipinos may say, oh, you know, don't, don't, um, you don't, you know, want to go there. Uh, 
once in your lifetime you might want to see the countryside of northern china yeah, yeah. even southern and central china it's a really very beautiful country i, I was it is, there in it is. i told myself to go back but unfortunately i wasn't able to do it but it is it is a country with many countries that's yes what i can i could say it's really yeah. huge and it's, it's and i think I think now it's it's really busy because they have opened the borders. Before they've only opened it for like Chinese heritage tourists, mm -hmm. you know, people with you know Chinese background, and and we we went we were all we were all we were all like Chinese from different countries. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, Koreans, I but I think now it's so much like there's too many people. Hmm. Hopefully, after this uh, whole COVID nineteen thing, like uh, we'll be able to to go back yeah. to traveling. China is just around there, you know. Um. Yeah, because like when I was there, I was so like I was I was very um um what do you call this? I was impressed by the government, you know, implementation of their tourism, and I was like, we should do that in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And then. That's when in 2013 they did the Wild Philippines. Um, I know, no, not Wild. Sorry, I got so old. It was, it was the more fun, fun in the Philippines. Yes, and and I was like, yes, thank God they have this because we really need it. And in the Philippines, it's more raw, it's more beautiful, it's more fun, really. And I love it in the Philippines because when you travel, there's only one weather. You don't have to change anything. You don't, yeah. You can just, and then you can just bring like a small backpack. Yeah. You, you know, and just find it. In the, because in you the can find there. anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can find clothes. You can find shorts, panties, any, anything as a backpacker. Just bring us like your passport and money. That's, that's it. That's true. That's true. I could, I and, could attest to that. And plus, I didn't have to, I, I was almost mugged in Malaysia. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so, I was mugged in Malaysia. Right? Mm. Where in Malaysia? Um, Kuala Lumpur. I know, in oh Georgetown, I think. I think it was I in was, Georgetown. Me, it was Chinatown of KL. Mm. You know, and, Even, and... You would say that in the Philippines, that thing would happen, but it would happen probably... No! I lived in Cubao. I lived in <laughs> You Cubao. were never mugged. I was never mugged. <laughs> I, would take, I would take the Jeep. I would take the tricycle. I would walk from 20th Avenue to the subway. <laughs> I never got mugged. And you know what? Because maybe it's more fun in the Philippines. It's more <laughs> 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 okay, Drew, let's go now to your talk. Okay, so okay, sorry. You, mentioned, you mentioned uh, China earlier. And uh, I hmm. remember that in 2012, uh, you competed in in the pageant in China, uh, Mr. Yeah. Tourism. Mr. Yeah. Queen of the Year International, I think. So, was I have, it I forgot. I think the year. I think the one in the year. Yeah, the Tourism Queen of the Year International. That's the so one, when, one by Leren Bautista, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah, so, yeah, so, when you so when you compete, <laughs> oh you, my God, you join, let me just say this. I forgot about this experience. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> No worry, I'm not gonna ask for experience <laughs> no matter what. So no, when you no, competed no. in Binibini, uh -huh. yeah, no, go no, you ahead. can ask me, you can ask me. You know, my experience in China as a candidate for the Mysterism, it uh -huh. was fun as well. 
um, the girls and I actually Cindy as well went to the same pageant. I think Cindy. I think and, Cindy was in Miss Tourism Queen International and PQI. Yours was the one being organized by the Malaysian group. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, true. Yeah, it's yeah. a Malaysian group, and mm -hmm. uh, that's the same pageant won by Loren, who Loren, okay. became Miss Globe, Miss Globe um, last year. Okay. Yeah. It was it was fun. Um, we went to a lot of spas. That pageant mm -hmm. treated us with a lot of spas, which we love it. Um, more so, what I can say is that I'm, I made amazing friends from the pageant. That's I great. made so much memories with the girls. I think and, you competed yeah. with the same girl who also, whom you also met in Miss International 2013. Yes, Kazakhstan, Miss Kazakhstan, Miss Mongolia. I'm not sure, I already forgot. <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was, I think one or two girls whom you already met in the pageant yeah. in China and then you, you had a reunion in Miss International. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Now, yes, Mir 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 Miriam. Miriam is from, I don't know if she's from. Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Miriam, right? Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Yes, she's married now with two yeah. kids, I think. Wow, my evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrgyzstan, it's her. Yes, I love her. You know, she was oh, my best boy. friend in China. She was my best friend in China. And then when we reached the Miss International, we were kind of like shy. <laughs> And I, I, I like, and then because we were grouped differently, we didn't end up, you know, catching up. Oh yeah, you were in a different group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, now, move yes, forward to Binibini. So when you competed mm -hmm. in Binibini, you were sort of like a pageant veteran already because of the Mutia experience and then the international uh, experience. So did you ever, what was your mindset during Binibini? Because when you competed, there were 50, girls yeah um, there was a record number so it was the golden year golden anniversary so what was your mindset back then um it was just i have to win it was i was a horse like i was a force to be reckoned with i was ready to kill <laughs> that was me <laughs> because <clears throat> after i decided like when i decided that I will live in the Philippines, endure all of this craziness that I was experiencing, my homesickness, you know, it was just, it was just a overwhelming emotions of being alone for the first time in that long. Um, I had to, it was that motivation and I had to, there's no plan B, it was just all plan A. So from there, from that point on, I was like this, I have to win. Which was scary because if <laughs> I don't know what would have happened if I didn't win, <laughs> but I yeah. I was I became a perfectionist almost. I wanted everything to be perfect because I don't want regrets. Mm. That was my that was my motivation. No turning back. Give everything hundred percent. So when you go back to Toronto to your mom, you did everything. What title one was you aiming able for? To <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was aiming for Miss Universe. <laughs> yeah. Your, your mom, your mom was in Toronto when you joined Binibining Filipinas, or was she able to fly back to the Philippines to support you during your Binibining Filipinas? Um, it was during the coronation when she 
um, visited me. Okay. okay. Because she wanted to visit me and, and be with me the whole time. But I said, no, I need to be alone. It was that time of, of my life when I was like, it was so many things going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, um, I'm lonely. Um, I'm away from my mom, my friends, Toronto. I miss, you know, my, my room. I miss everything. Um, my comfortable life. I miss that. And, but at the same time, my gut was telling me, it was telling me to like, no, you have to stick and do this. It was that. It was a turning point. It was almost like a quarter life crisis for me. Yeah. And age of it was, mm-hmm. right? so. and it was, it was very frustrating because I wanted to really, really show to the world or to the universe rather <laughs> that I really, that, that I deserve this. But it was like, nobody's looking at me. Nobody was listening because I have no manager. I have no PR team. I have no nothing. Like I was a newbie, you know, I, I, I've never had any experience, but Miss Mutiana um, Filipinas. So I had a hard time um, with the audience, with the media. So in my head, like, you know, like I was a model already. I was an international model. So I was doing really well in that job. And my, my ego was being hurt constantly when I'm not being interviewed, when I'm not being taken photos of, when I don't see my pictures, when I don't see a lot of comments. You know what I mean? So that was, a, like, that was um, eating me a little bit and I had to focus. And that's why when I said it was a lot of healing and self-development, because at that time, I had to really talk to myself. Mm. meditate and what really helped me with that is my um, faith my faith grew with God I became more um, more um, you know more Catholic I, I went to, to church all the time um, I would confess almost every day I would pray the rosary whenever I'm feeling bad. Um, I would just meditate outside, listen to the birds. It was like that. It was just a lot of healing because I need to digest all the changes that was in my life. And I think that is the reason also why I survived that 50th year because crazy every day, all the girls, imagine like all the girls look like they were going to go to the coronation night now. Yeah. It was a very competitive batch. Oh my, you guys have no idea. You all, you just see the photos. Imagine every day for two months, two months that we have to see each other and we all have to have this like, mm. you know what I mean? I, I, have, I understand what you're talking about, Bea, because honestly, me, myself, I didn't even mm-hmm. recognize or didn't even notice you until later on in the question yeah. when people started to mention about yeah. you. Because that's because you didn't have a PR team to actually like yes. be, um, mm-hmm. devote their hype mm-hmm. on you. Because at that time, mm-hmm. I have to be honest, I was close with Makoy. Man, Manlapa, mm-hmm. I knew about Makoy Manlapa. So he had Mutia Datul. So I was born the Mutia Datul bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> During that time. And she was really... She was really Are you cool. one of those that hated me as well? Because I remember there were like a big controversy that time. Ah, yes. I don't know because I'm not really a hardcore fan of like uh, really somewhat. I think I think people 
misjudge you or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe those who are really close to Mutia Datul probably during that time mistook it and misjudge you for that. But I'm not really that close. You know, I'm just like, oh, I find her beautiful. I like her. That's it. But yeah, you know, like, it, no, it, it, I didn't hate you for that. I didn't even pay much attention <laughs> to that one until people started yeah. to, to talk about it all the time. But we will clarify that one later on because yeah, yeah it's not, I don't... <laughs> Mutia and I are like this. She's like my baby girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just to clarify to everyone, it's not what they think it was. No, no, no. It was just a misunderstanding. And, you know, it was just part of like the whole, um, just the whole competition, you know? Mm-hmm. You make fun. Yeah. You just joke about stuff. And you say things that... We forgot about it. I forgot about it until you said, oh, I was one of the Mutia. I was like, I know yeah. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was not really a diehard fan, but I was more in the Mutia bandwagon during that time, simply because of Paui and Makoy mm-hmm. and, you know, like those people who have yeah. been her. It's not because I would really die for her and, you know, really would... Su- like, no, but you know what? Because I think because of that, it was also like a strategic, um, good thing for me because people started now okay. noticing About who you. I was. Uh, yeah, yes. Who is this? Guys. Who is this biatch? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to mention that. No, because of that, biglang na napag-usapan. I know, yes, and. And and then you were and, being compared na to former beauty queens like oh kumukanya si ano, Amelia, Amelia yeah. Vega Amelia yeah. Vega yeah that was that's the thing that I remembered about the, the Amelia Vega thing my 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 favorites during the time were Mutia believe it or not Ariella Rida was my favorite Drew knew about that because I was yeah. like oh Ariella Ariella <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah I know but no, not really to the universe level but she's in my top she's always been in my top three and. Believe it or not, Marielle Dillion. <laughs> oh yeah, she was my in my batch. I think I think the what what the worst thing during that time was everybody looked like winners. Mm, that's true. Honestly, yes. Walang tapon So it was probably really really hard for Mrs. Araneta mm. to pick her top fifteen. I think so. Yeah. Because for me, for me, that's the hardest. And I don't think it's Aranetta who would pick who would pick all the fifteen anyway. There are oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. opinion and uh, evaluation uh-huh. that actually put into the them into the top fifteen. But still, it was an amazing top fifteen. There were those who didn't mm. make it that I thought would have made it. Was Kasan yeah. Naidas in your batch? Yes. But she didn't oh, make she it. Was one, she was one of a competition just because yeah. she had the same height and, and body frame same shape. Yeah, face shape as me, so I was like competition. And then, then you know, the my during that year. Oh yeah, one of my most Anabukid, but I think you my most like for me my um my kind of level of um competition because I can be Miss Universe and Miss International. I that's how I took strategic I was. I have to decide. I have to see who. I think it's the same as me who can be Miss Universe and Miss mm. International. It was Pia mm. and uh, and Naidas and who was that? who who else? Um, Imelda, Imelda, and um, and Hannah Season. Because um. uh, they're they're the same like 
bandwagon. Like we're the same level of we can be Miss Universe or we can be Miss International. Mm-hmm. So when flexible. we are, yeah, we're the flexible girls. Like our beauty can be for Miss Universe or Miss International. Miss International. So for me, they're the most like competition. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's girls who are fighting for them seniors only. But with us, we are fighting for both titles. Mm-hmm. And so when Pia was called as Miss, as the runner up, sure. I was freaking out. I freaked out. Like I was scared. I was like, oh my God. I started praying to Lord. I was like, Lord, it's okay if you give me Miss International. <laughs> <laughs> I I swear, I was like, Lord, please, it's okay if you give me Miss International. I don't have to ask for the Miss Universe. And then, truth behold, I got called for Miss International. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was just so happy. I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you just... When they <laughs> announced you as the winning Filipinas International, of course, yeah. you know, this was the one remaining. Mm-hmm. Who, I started questioning who? Who was in, yeah, who was in your mind? Who was, I see no one <laughs> Who will be Miss Universe Philippines? And I, me too. I was like, who will be Miss Universe Philippines then? And I yeah, even because I sense about Ariella Arida already because she was the yeah, I was there. The in the and I thought, yeah, I was there and I thought si Bea yung magiging Miss Universe Philippines. So when they called her Philippines, then who? I know. Everybody started like, oh, because everybody's the, all, all the, fir- the first runner up, Pia, and then, and then, Cindy, and then Mutia. They were all the favorites. So I was like, oh my God, who else is a favorite? And then I started looking. And you know, like, I thought it would be like Parul or Hana or um, the other girls that really like spoke really good during the QA. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Hana didn't make it to the top 15. Oh, she didn't make it to the top 15, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Parul, I think the other favorite back then was uh, no, Charmaine Elima. Charmaine Elima. But I think at that time, she had, I think, so that's what, that's the thing, because right away I switched to who did, who answered correctly, because in, in the backstage when doing the Q&A, I was in the group two, right? There's two uh, yeah, groups, yeah. right? Group. So the group one, Elima was there. And so Ariella was there. She was the first. So you, yeah, I already forgot about answered, her sentence, to be honest. Yeah. Her answer was very, I uh, know, very, um, her answer was correct to the point, direct to the point and very correct. You know, there was no like, you know, like arte arte. It was like yeah, no answer. running around the bush, which is something. Yeah, that that's why you forgot. That's why yeah. you forgot. And but she the first one and out of yeah. 15, right? And then usually the momentum mm. is already in the second group, which was your yeah. group. I think you also forgot because there were so many booed. So many people got booed. Oh, really? No, I was just watching on TV, out on live stream. Oh my God! TV. It was it was Iwata. terrible. But it according was terrible. to Iwata, according to Iwata, who was there, yeah. was there. Me, he was there. He told me that he could not hear things at all. No, and he couldn't. He was like, it was crazy. The 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 I whole Raneta Coliseum was like for him. He was like, it was like watching a Brazil ver- or Argentina versus soccer, soccer match. You know, it was it, that. It was. I couldn't hear myself until I don't remember what trying, I said. He was translating for Mr. Hashimoto. Yes. But how exactly. could he translate? He couldn't hear what's going on until both of them just gave up. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was a crazy. And then, like, imagine all this, like, and then silence. 
the vuvuzela. <laughs> and then, and then that, and I was hyperventilating. I was having a panic attack backstage mm-hmm. with Barul. Barul and I were trying to relax ourselves. Like, <gasps> and then we had to go to the baño because one of our best friends slipped a little vodka in our water bottle and we had a little slip in there. <laughs> We had a little chug in the back, and that helped. Now, us. now we know. That really a Russian element in there, you know. <laughs> that helped. That helped because, you know, but, but it's not really. It's not really about that. I think it's the idea that I I did that that calmed me because in Miss International, it's the same thing that happened. I was hyperventilating when Miss Spain fell and couldn't speak. Colombia. Uh, Colombia, when Miss mm-hmm. Colombia fell and couldn't speak. Five. See, Colombia, yeah. she was the one who fell on stage and yeah. She, she couldn't was... say anything. She just cried. Mm. From from there, I just, I, I, I yeah, I was gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we move yeah, forward, I, I just want to give a shout out to Tito Rodgil. He's watching. Tito Rodgil. Um, to Lindsay. I'm not sure if Lindsay is still here, but she was here a while ago. She was fourth runner-up during Edimar's time, Miss USA. Oh, nice! Yeah, she said like you know, you're. She said something like, "You are an icon. You are Bea. You're wow. Iconic. Yes. Thank you. She's now a flight. Um, she's now a cabin attendant, flight attendant in the United States. There are so many people who are actually saying hi. Oh, hi guys! Thank you guys see. for watching. <laughs> They missed you. Guys. I keep talking. I keep Good. talking. I have so much information that I want to. No, we still have. We have a plenty. Of, we have plenty of time. Just look. Yeah. <laughs> Our talk, no. Going back to the Binibining Filipinas final. So I remember reading yeah. on your uh, Instagram account years ago. Na, when when it was uh, after you you uh, your evening gown segment, you cried backstage. That was not so, uh, that was not BB. That was Miss International. Was it Miss International? Okay. That was Miss International. So it's not Beanie Beanie? Beanie Beanie after the QA, I was just like, oh okay. I survived. <laughs> okay, Bea, here's an honest question about your about your QA because I wasn't so convinced. Mm-hmm. If you if you were to answer your question once again. Yeah. Well, would you have would, you you could could you have, I would have really, answered, like I think I would have answered the same because it was very did. related. It was very related. I would have said something different, probably mm-hmm. would say like we're both happy and proud because mm-hmm. everywhere we go, no matter who we meet, no matter what we do, we're always gonna be happy and proud to be Filipino. That's it. That was like I just didn't elaborate it properly. Okay. But that was in Earth my head. And noise. And the noise. And that was the first time. That was the first time, Stephen, that I had to do a Q and A, and 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 that much people. And my most, um, I was always scared of you know of failing, so I had to face that my fears and the fear of you know all of these people in front of me, and the fear of not being able to win that night uh-huh. and one in one like and what how many minutes one minute one minute and i couldn't hear anything because mm. it was just like also said during our interview with her she said like sometimes you just 
you just couldn't hear what is what you know it you know on. like like the music is so loud like the you know like the and like the presenters the hosts were so loud and the people were so loud they had different kinds of you know like noise with them they had some yeah. drums they had some like you know like those Buzeta, microphones um, loudspeakers microphone. and then they have the whistles <laughs> They should ban those stuff, you know, just oh, no, music bands, but you know, the those things it are really banned. distracting. Yeah. It was bad, but when you're there, they just pull it up like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember well, this. I have to see oh, a bini just live at least once in my life. I've never seen oh, one, you, believe it or you not. You have to wait. You have to wait for the seventy fifth year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> just <go. laughs> I have to allow uh, Stephen because I watch the Miss Universe. Uh, live in Manila. So if if you compare it to the Binibini edition, so na parang to mas yeah. mas wild yung mga audience sa Binibini. Binibini, Binibini Filipinas. Oh my God! Everything. It's a celebration of like competition. Yeah. It's a celebration of competition. It's the same mood as soccer. Um, you know, soccer games. Yes, like the sure, like the sure, championship. Yeah. Okay, the champ championship level oh, or like. It's like World yeah. Cup. <laughs> world Cup. It was a World Cup, or like in America, what's a um a football? The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Like that's how intense or Olympics. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how Mr. Iwata also described it when he yeah. he tell it to everyone about his binibining Pilipinas experience in 2013. Yeah, the color coded to you, mga audience. Oh yeah, what color was I? Gold, right? We were all wearing gold. Gold. You have you have your color codes. <laughs> yes, gold. <laughs> oh my god. Because I found it natin and with Pia, you know, color coding. There, there, were rumors, um, Drew. There were rumors there that uh, the reason why Pia became being Filipinas International because he was handpicked himself by Mr. Hashimoto. And then they they kind of connected that to the fact that you also won Miss International because of that. But no, no, it. Like, I wish, I wish. You have to clear that out. Mr. Hashimoto yeah. was not anymore the owner of Miss International when no, they appeared yeah. in in Miss International that same year. It was already turned over to Akemi Shimomura. Okay. As a matter of fact, Mr. Hashimoto has nothing to do with Miss International right now. No, she he sold it right after. How many years of handling it? He's. Uh, I think he gave it. Yeah. It's more like a turnover um, of responsibility. Yes, and um, I am Miss um, Miss Akimi's first queen. She said yeah. I'm her first daughter. <laughs> That's what she said. And you know the the fun part when Mr. Um, what was his name again? Hashimoto. 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 When Mr. Hashimoto was crowning me. He whispered to me, "I asked for you. I asked for number one." That's what he said. I asked for you. I asked for number one. That's what I was like. And in my head, I was like, "Oh my God, winner!" It became winner. Yeah, because there were, then, there were rumors back then, right? Yeah. Oh, I was like so one. happy. I was so happy when I found out that he was the, you know, the organizer. But then two months before the Miss International, it was a turnover, right? It was a two months, three months. I think October, around October, September. 
was when um, Akimi got, got the uh, franchise Officially. of Mr. International. Officially, yeah, because the plan yeah. then, like people probably don't know about this, but the plan back then was to hold the Miss International pageant in the Philippines in 2013. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Miss, the ICA kept coming back and forth to Manila to try to finalize that yeah. proposal. I tried, I tried to, actually, we had meetings, Miss Araneta and the team, um, with the girls and I, we went to... Uh, you know, like the the La Lopez's in ABS-CBN. Oh, I get to sit down with the big bosses of ABS-CBN. I met them. I dined with them. I laughed with them. We had parties in there. But you know what? It was um, it wasn't a big priority that then mm -hmm. because they I guess they spent so much for a for Bini Bini that year because it's the fiftieth year. Uh -oh. Yeah. So. I guess like they just wanted to relax for a bit because it's too soon, you know, like there's only a few months mm -hmm. until Miss Miss International. That's why the Miss International got pushed back till December. Till December. Right? Yeah. So but, actually yeah. there would have been no Miss International that year until Akemi just res came to the rescue. Came to the rescue. So that's why oh I like, really have to appreciate the current owner. Waspa, Miss Paradandi House. A lot of people <laughs> didn't know that story actually, but there, would, there wouldn't there would have been a Miss International but that year. Maybe Miss International. I didn't even know. Miss International would have ended in 2012. That's it. That was the end of Miss International. <gasps> oh my God. I would have been the yeah. last Miss International Philippines. Yeah, but there wouldn't have been a pageant actually. But I can't I, I would have hated it because she's like, hey, she's been involved with Miss International for so many years as a judge and yeah. sponsor. She was in China judging the event with, you know, during the time of Krista Kleiner, Diane Show. she mm -hmm. was there. And then when she found out that um, it's not going to push through anymore because they keep on pushing it later, further and further until, okay, Manila is not going to host the pageant. And then what's going to happen? So... No, there will be most. There would be no Miss International, and then Akim was like, "No!" After all these years of that, she's been involved, and then she felt so bad that you know the girls who actually like dream to become a part of this won't be able yeah. to realize their dreams. Then she—that's the reason why she took over and Hashimoto after so many years of hand of leading the ICA just turned over turned it over and then of course that comes along with it the financial responsibility so that's why your pageant was only good for like nine or ten days back then because mm -hmm. everyone was not so prepared makoto, yeah, like there. <laughs> makoto just entered the company and then he was like suddenly uh i'm in this international this is not he was, freak he was freaking out he, he was, was like out. he was my chaperone after yeah, Here's my so chaperone after. Nobody really knew what, what to do back then, but somehow it pulled through and we had you as our winner. Yes, um, I know. I'm so happy. So just to clear things out, pe people probably didn't know about this, but here it is. Yes. All out. I didn't even know I didn't even know about this. Because they were not so vocal about it because it was a very sensitive year because we have also the, the previous year, 2012, Miss International had some sort of a scandal as well. So like yes. which which problem would you shoot first? So it was just yes. so complicated, but the main priority back then were the girls and the delegates who were expected to come to Japan and to compete in Miss mm -hmm. International. That's the main priority. It has always been, even until now. So mm -hmm. like just so many complicated stuff going on around the organization. And here we are. 
Yeah. So now before uh, I uh, move forward to your Miss International journey, I just want to ask, what was your most memorable um, moment as a Bini Bini title holder? <laughs> My own? back then had a lot of interesting stories yeah. during your time. So, so for you, so ano pinaka-memorable? There were so many, you know, there's a lot of memories um, as a candidate. Um, I became really, really close friends. I, I've met my tribe until now. I'm still good friends. And I told them that they're going to be God moms of my ch- future children. So I, I met my tr- tribe of women until now I'm close friends. And then I think the second would be, I really, I really um, grew as a, as a, a person, as a woman while I was in Bini Bini and while I was, um, you know, doing the personality development with Ditorajo. It, it, I think they kind of shaped me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I really needed that as a, as, a, as a human being. And I think, I think it was an experience that even if I didn't win, I, I would have treasured. Um, and I think this, the third would probably be, I get to experience being Roxy. Like, you know, Roxy, the, the show, the, like the, the theater, you know how, like how she loves being the center of attention. I got to experience that in my own head. Huh? I was, I was trying to like, you know, like put it in my head. I'm like, I'm, I'm this person, I'm this person. So whenever I would leave my, you know, my bachelor, my bachelor's pad, like a small little room, my dog, I was, and I would, you know, wear chinelas and, uh, and, and. And I would take the tricycle and then get dropped off in outside Alimol and just walk to um, Gateway. And then I have transformed into Dibeya Santiago. I put on my glasses, put my hair in a bun, have my heels, and then have my white um, you know, suit. And I go upstairs and then all of these women looking at me like, oh, who is this? Every day. <laughs> Every day for one month, I get to do that. And I love that. I love it. And I think that was the reason why I really, really developed this strong um, stage presence. Mm-hmm. Because of that practice of every day from chinelas to tricycle to becoming this beautiful beauty, beauty queen. The transition process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like transitioning into a human person. <laughs> <laughs> So I was I was like a butterfly from like a small little worm to like a cocoon and became a beautiful butterfly and and that really really is a part of who I am now. Mm-hmm. I had to experience that worm like transition because if I did not I wouldn't be this confident and independent and and opinionated really. Mm-hmm. The caterpillar has turned into a cocoon, into a butterfly. <laughs> uh, and in 2013, you were the, the last in your batch mm-hmm. to compete internationally. And mm-hmm. before you flew to Japan, what you already won the Supra. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I was cried already in the, Oh, my God. I then won this world different organization. Oh Ara was third runner to oh Miss Liu. Cindy was yeah. semi-finalist. Megan won Miss World. So how did you manage the pressure before you I flew think to when Japan? Ara, when, 
Ara was the last one to compete before me. Mm-hmm. And I was I was training with her. Imagine that. I was training even before my training time. So when Ara was in the Araneta green room to train and she stayed there for one week, I stayed with her. I lived in Araneta Coliseum inside for two weeks, you know, and, and I was training because I really needed needed because all the pressure every time I hear, oh, she won, oh, she won, oh, she won, oh, she won. It added more, 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 more. I had to, I had to, I had to, I have to, I have to. There's no excuse. There's no more plan B. There's no, it was another level of, um, of exams or like another level of just like a, a, another heavy, like fight, you know? So, and um, what really helped me there was, I guess the, I guess the people, you know, Pia, Pia actually was a big, a big, big um, help during my preparation. She was there for me. Um, we became really close. We didn't, we didn't really talk a lot, but we felt a lot. There was a lot of emotions. There was a lot of protecting. There was a lot of consoling. And Pia did all that for me. So I really owe it to her. Um, she became a, an amazing friend in a time where I didn't even know that I needed her. Mm-hmm. You know, she just offered without even realizing that I needed help. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like a big, a big, um, like Pia was a big help for me. So, oh, did she make cuento about that time when nagkulong ako? Oh, no, she no, didn't. No. She, I think she. Okay, then she let's not talk about it then. Stories, and she wouldn't. <laughs> She wouldn't, she wouldn't share. Tinuntulong niya yung ano, yung sabong. Yung sabong lang yung nakikwento. Yung pag kayo ng sabong event. Oh my God, yeah. So like Pia, Pia, because Pia grew up in the province too, right? She was not afraid. But she doesn't know how to handle a chicken. Okay. And the rest of the girls didn't know how to handle chicken as well. I was like, give me that chicken. And I was like, girls, you do this. You make sure that the wings are flat and you hold it tightly like that. Like this. And just don't mind if it's gonna go close like this because every time the the chicken would like do this, they were like, "Oh my god!" Ah! <laughs> no, 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 hold it tightly, or else it's gonna bite you because these are killer chicken. <laughs> this is not your food, chicken. This is like gonna kill your chicken. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was fun and it was interesting and it was I guess it's. We're uh, from the Visayas. We're used to it, Bea. So. I'm I'm used to it because I would groom, I would train, I would feed those kind of chickens. Yeah, the roosters or you know the, the fighting cocks. The, the co- fighting cocks, yeah. Yeah. Fighting cocks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know how to sabong. I know how to bet. <laughs> I know how to. Yeah, it's 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 just a part of my um my childhood growing up. Yeah. Is Negros, Masbate, Panay, yeah, those areas. My, my mom's like wa- making me watch myself in the comments. I'm like, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I haven't even checked it. I mean, like, okay, let, let's check the comments. Is there comments in here? Oh, House says, love you, Bea, proud of you. Hi, Tarajo. Oh, my, my, my aunt's there too. If someone's family name is Monterde, then it should be someone related to you. 
yes, especially if you're coming from Katayngan and um, where else, Mom? Esperanza. Uh-huh. And and actually, there's a little um, town in um, near near Masba in Masbate. There's a small town there that's just full of my family members. Oh, yeah. They're my they're my grandpa's cousins, and they just populate. And when I go there, it's like, hi, auntie, hi, Lolo, hi, Lola, hi, Tito, hi, Tito, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> live in the province, live in the Asian. Hello, hello, hello. So, oh, alam ko yung Lolo mo, alam ko yung, like, ay, nakita kita nung mulit pa. I was like, yes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> My classmate yeah. watching, Nelly, probably one yeah. of your friends as well. Hi, Nelly. Um, who else? Maybe we should do this more often, Drew, like saying hi to our friends. Mm. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> you guys probably don't say hi we to your friends. Fans, but you know, of course, these are mostly Bayas fans. To just to be to be honest, yeah. but yeah. Okay, at this point, we will now talk about your international journey. And I've heard a lot of uh, stories from Stephen. It's a very short Miss International, but so colorful and yes. lots and lots oh, of yes. stories. It so, was. It was. It was so meaningful for me because since day one, um, you know, the pressure was on. The girls love to read Missology. So because you guys have already had a top 10 and I was part of them. And since I had so many write-ups, I guess, because the pressure was on my side, it was between me and Miss Venezuela. That's true. So, yeah. At that time, so they were, and I was late for one day because I had to do singing B. <laughs> I had to, I had, because I won singing B in in Philippines, so I had to be stay late for one day, just for one day. Yes, stay for one day to compete with, you know, it was it was the championship, so I had to stay and get. I didn't win, but it doesn't matter. Um, when I arrived in Miss International, the breakfast, um, before my roommate, um, she had, she told me, yeah, she, she, she had, she told me, oh, Miss Philippines, just to let you know, everybody's waiting for you. And I was like, huh? Yeah, everybody's waiting for you in breakfast. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I had to strategize, I have to wear the, like the most pearls the most beautiful I have to be calm with my face and like relax and like I was praying in the elevator as I go down like Lord please let this be nice women let this be like nice <laughs> because I don't know you know like in the Philippines um I had a little bit of like who they are right because mm-hmm. um there were so many write-ups about them and like their experiences in the pageant world but when it comes to international contestants i don't know who they are or what they feel so when i got to the breakfast i was just i was a little bit scared but everybody was so nice but everybody was waiting for me there i was casey was you know she was right they were all waiting for me because they were all saying hi miss philippines we're all waiting for you Hi, Miss Philippines. Hi, Miss Philippines. And I was like, hello, hi. And I was so quiet. I was just freaking out inside. And it wasn't until, um, it wasn't until Stephen reached out to me and said, 
Bea, you need to relax. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't until I didn't realize that I was freaking out every day and people can see. Because I was freaking out every day, Stephen. I was crying in my room every day. Yeah, I realized that your skin wasn't really nice and not not nice not that it's bad, but it was like it just was pressed out, so dry. And then I reminded, remember when Kenji gave you the Nivea and uh, yeah, and I can't. I hope you're watching. It's watching the comment Oh yeah, he couldn't yeah. join us, but yeah, but anyway, like that's the reason why I told Kenji right away because I didn't live, I don't live in Tokyo, so I told Kenji, Kenji, if you can buy some. You know, you can just buy Nivea or something. Yeah. Or Bea because because I knew it worked on me when I first came to Japan and it's winter. The uh, the transition from autumn to winter is really very bad in Japan. It's really bad in the yeah. sun because it's so dry. It sucks to dry out. And the yeah. hotels in Japan are like that. And I knew about it. So I yeah. thought about maybe this would help. And that's why I, rem- I told you like to put water on your bathtub just yeah, I think what what made me dry that time is that because I needed time to heal or to decompress every day's pressure. Pressure. I would take um I would take like hot bath. I would mm-hmm. I would go on take um I would put a lot of like those tea in that in the tub, <laughs> and I would take just like I would just lie down there and just like for 30 minutes and I think that really really dried me up <laughs> and I remember you were having sore throat already on your second or third day and they said like I think that had something to do with a very dry ventilation environment yeah environment so it really sucked the the all the liquids in you your skin your throat so yeah. I experienced that before and I didn't know the source of the problem until someone told me that it's because of the dry room blah 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 that's why yeah it's winter season. I always make sure that there is a humidifier in my room. Now I have a humidifier, but back then I would have, I would put a wet towel. I will hang a wet towel in my room so that that would serve as the one which will dry out instead of my throat. Yeah. Oh, I would leave the water from like my shower or from my, my, ba- my bath um, in the tub. I would just leave it there. And then, then yeah. tomorrow and the next day right. I would just... Yeah, and then I would leave like a glass of water on the side, and, and I would drink a lot of water after that because I did saw, I did see my my skin was like dry. Yeah, and your throat, you my your throat. throat. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you were worried about that one. Huh. And I think, I think um, it was one of like the relaxing moment for me to realize like, hey, it's okay, relax. And I think after like day four, day five, my roommate, um, Miss New Zealand. Casey. we yeah Casey and I we became best friends at first she was a little bit like we were a little bit distant with each other um apparently she had a bad time with another Miss Philippines in a prior pageant mm-hmm. so she was scared of me <laughs> and she's very young right she was like only 19 I think or 20 uh, I was 23 she was like yeah 19 or 20 that time exactly. and at that time you know and she was I was there too to freaking join the pageant. She was there just to like, it was one of her like, oh, I'm just here to, you know, see if this pageant is nice or not. Mm-hmm. That's what she said to me. But then later at like the f- day five or six, we became best friends. We, we, we got to know each other 
Um, we loved each other because we have the same mannerism. We're very organized. Our room's freaking like clean. There's nothing. We're so organized. My clothes were already prepped for tomorrow a night before. Stephen, there's two clothes outside for my breakfast and for um, outside, you know, and there's two options for the necklace and two options for coats, a thicker coat and lighter coat. I was like, I was intense. My shoes was there, comfort shoes and then like the high heels, the power boots. And she saw that and she was really amazed and she would ask me to borrow some stuff and then hairspray and like, you know, like we would share and, we, and then we connected. And then every night, Casey would make her um, evening gown. <laughs> it wasn't done. It wasn't done. She would be like gluing her crystals on the gown. That's true. Night. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because she was looking for a glue, and Miho, your chaperone, actually yeah. went out to buy the glue. The glue yeah. Ones. Yeah, and and you know we're we are both very um, organized with time, so we managed our time. She would go first to the toilet and then shower and then leave. And then while she's doing makeup outside, I would be doing shower and stuff. And then she would come back to the, to the washroom to do our, our hair. And then we would leave. Stuff like that. It was just fun. And then it, it, I think it worked for me that I had such a, a nice and organized um, roommate. You're very lucky Casey, actually. I, we I were both, both lucky. Both lucky for each we other. We were both lucky because... We are really good friends with Netherlands and Poland. <laughs> yeah, you're. <laughs> we, you know, we're we're a team. We're four four best friends, and three of us won. So we're right beside each other. So um, when Casey and I would go to their room, like I think one time they hosted they hosted like a little get together with the girls and I. So all of our group, Miho's group, we stayed at um. Uh, Netherlands and Poland's room and it was so dirty I mean not dirty but like there were there were the clothes there were the clothes was like hand <laughs> so we knew what they were gonna wear and so Casey and I see you're so lucky that you know she's I'm your roommate Mate. I was like that. and then she was like oh yeah I know I know you you're very lucky because um there was like they were very like opposite the both of them they had their own like this is my side this is my side you know but me and Casey we were we were fluid we had no sides maybe it has something to do with the islander life you know New maybe being islands and, maybe and Philippines also maybe being... that <laughs> maybe that but oh, ben, you... um, yeah sorry yeah go go ahead yeah, and I, I think what I love the most about the pageant was the fashion of the girls. Mm. Right, Stephen? Yeah. It's um Poland Poland was a walking runway. She's tall, honestly. She's tall, skinny, a model, dark hair, like big eyes, very small waist, you know, she has a nice figure, like nice and then she's and then she pulled out a lot of clothes from um, talented, um, you know, designers from Poland. And I was yeah. like, "Oh my God, girl, you are so lucky." <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Miss International Poland or 
every Polish uh, delegate in Miss International, they usually have young designers who are helping them. And then, hey, just wear my clothes, blah, blah, blah. And then they just pull them in and yeah. put them all in the luggage. And they would just wear them during different events. So the same thing that Marta also told me when she came. Marta Palutska, who was 2008 mm -hmm. delegate with Atisa. Same thing. She said that there are so many young designers in their country who would love their clothes to be worn by a Miss Poland. The Miss Poland. See, there's so it was it was it wasn't like you know like it was runway ready. It was like almost couture, and I was like, oh my god, I want those clothes. <laughs> and and Netherlands, um, Natalie Den Decker, she just came from Miss Universe a year she was before. Miss Universe. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's like I was, mom. What are you doing? You're annoying. She's <laughs> <laughs> gonna make you read again your comments. <laughs> Oh my God! Stop bothering me. Yeah. Speaking of the comments, okay, come say hi. Come, come say hi to the audience. Hello, Tita. Come say hi. Come say hi. Yeah, come. Say, she wants to say hi to you. That's what she's saying. <laughs> say hi. Tita. <laughs> so um, I think Natalie came from Miss Universe. So it was from I think. Day five, I already knew my most my competition is Natalie, mm -hmm. which was my and she knew she told me after she knew I was her competition as well. Um, in day five or like one week after, but we didn't, I didn't feel a competition between the four of us, you know, especially with Natalie since she was my first runner up. I didn't feel any competition between us because she was just very very nice she was such She's very nice she was the sweetest girl in the world and at first i was weird out like how can you be beautiful and nice yeah and she's a lawyer already <laughs> you know oh my god and she's so popular she's yes. a very popular girl in netherlands and i yes. was like oh my god how are you so nice you like little miss perfect <laughs> you know and and she's just like no it's just my mom my mom is like the most sweetest mom and that's how she became one. And every year, I guess, the, the Dutch delegates are really sweetest. You know, I think they have won the most number of Miss International Europe because the Miss International Continental Queens, they are being voted by the delegates themselves. And they mm -hmm. have won already three times for the past wow. five years. So wow. that just speaks a lot about the personality of the Dutch delegates or the Dutch people in general. They are just the nice oh. people. It's probably the chocolates or the ma <laughs> the magic cakes. It's the magic cakes I'm telling you. Probably the milk. <laughs> it's the magic cake, yeah. And they the, are really and so nice. If there was a continental queen during your year, I think Natalie would have won it as well. You know, she's mm -hmm. just so friendly to everyone. Yeah, she was. And you know what? She visited the Philippines and we hanged out mm. when she was there. So I... Like I'm just very, very fortunate and lucky that the girls that I, I vibed with, or I had like the same, you know, I had the same vibe, the same energy, um, ended up becoming best friends, ended up winning with me, and it's such a beautiful moment to celebrate it together. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel anything between you know all of the girls. We didn't had that. Who's that? Like you know like. A, no, even Venezuela and I, we got to talk to each other and we, and she was sweet as well. Like really, really sweet. Miss Venezuela is very sweet. Mm -hmm. She didn't speak um, much English, but she yeah. is very, oh, like 
she's really big. Yeah. <laughs> she was just very tall. But she's she was so, so skinny, tall, but she's such her a legs, giant. her legs were my whole height. Her legs <laughs> is my whole height. Like, she's, I was just like, I wish I have half of your, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's like, do you, can you guys hear that? No. No, I couldn't. Okay, good thing because my computer, there's so many updates in my computer. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, we're gonna hear, we're gonna hear. I think but, yeah, very- yeah. Um, I'm just, I guess I'm just very, very lucky. But at the same time, the reason why I was also freaking out in the competition was because the girls were too nice. In a competition, when you join a pageant, you gotta feel, you gotta feel the competition. You have to feel the girls' energy. And all the energy that I felt with these girls were nice, niceness, light, light emotion, light energy. And I, I was freaking out because how are these girls not even trying to compete with me, with my, all this like angst that I have, you know, like, like how I was in Binibini. I took, I took that Binibini energy Miss International and it was so different it was like total opposite Miss International is really was just the most fun relaxed and beautiful pageant for me exactly what Kenji said bakit yes. parang walang competition dito mas intense pa sa binibini what should I do <laughs> you no, know I think, you, you said I think that you to cannot... Kenji when you yeah. met him <laughs> because I was freaking out. I was freaking out and I was crying. I was crying because the girls were too nice. <laughs> yeah. You did say that. You didn't feel the competition at all. I didn't. And I at didn't. The same time, your roommate Casey was also reminding you, just hey, relax. Relax. <laughs> Casey was like that. Okay, at the end, Casey and I talked and we're just like, Bea, I think we, we made each other win because <laughs> I rubbed off a little bit of competitiveness in her and she rubbed off a little bit of just take it easy, relax, calm down, you know? And then we, we rose together and we freaking won. Mm, yeah, and she was also Miss Friendship, which speaks a lot about yes. personality. Yeah, I knew she was going to be Miss Friendship on day five when we became friends. <laughs> I knew. She was very popular. <laughs> she was very popular. Everyone was just like, hey, New Zealand, New Zealand, even oh, with, the, she was, with the locals. She was giving me her food too. So I was like, yeah, I'm voting for you, girl. Miss Friendship. <laughs> Yeah. So, Bea, um, you mentioned that you really prepared a lot going into Miss mm-hmm. International. But was there ever a moment? Was there ever a moment during the competition that you were caught off guard? I guess um, the negative media, the bashers, and mm-hmm. the trolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't expect it to be like that. Coming from you know, like me, I wasn't the most popular, and then became. You know, like there's a side effect of having fame. And mm. the first time I felt that it was massive because it was about my family. And it really almost torn me apart. But then after, I, I actually just became better after. Like nothing can hurt me anymore <laughs> mm. after that. But that was, I think that was the most... Um, uncomfortable and like yeah that's the most uncomfortable and 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 saddening part and the only negative part when i joined the pageant that's it Mm. there's a question here drew 
from yep. Jason. I think he already posted it three times, so we have to ask. <laughs> I think, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Jason, well, I'll the question, Jason. Ask, when, when, when in Miss International, did you feel that the girls find you a threat? Um, the only time I felt like that, it wasn't really a threat. It was like almost 50% of threat. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it was more of they were figuring out who I am. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. You know, it wasn't a threat. That's why I was like, why? Because in, in Bini Bini, I felt, I love when people felt like I'm a threat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't think there was even such atmosphere in Miss International at all because there's no preliminary competition. There's no preliminary no. round. Everyone's just doing no. cultural activities. So I don't think that the girls would actually think of one as threat. Yeah. And, unless see, they read Missology. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. I think that's the only time that they realize that she's a threat or something when they're reading these Missology hot picks and all that. Yeah. And I think that is a reason why so many fail to mm. win Miss International because they don't understand it. See, because me, I'm an observer. I really love to observe, to be able to become, um, to adopt and to um, see my advances. <laughs> mm. I'm a very, you know, like, I'm a very, you know, I, 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 I have to feel the vibe. I have to observe who's going to be my threat, what's going to be my position. Like, you know, like all of these things when you're doing pageantry. And I was doing that silently, even if I was having fun. I did not forget I was in a pageant. Other girls had too much fun and they forgot they that forgot they were in a pageant. They were still in a pageant. There were so many beautiful girls, but they forgot that they're in a pageant. They were always late. They were... They were making fun of the like the Japanese traditional fan. They weren't drinking their matchas. They weren't prepared to you know go on events because they were because Mr. International was just too nice. Mm, nobody, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody was telling them to you know nobody was telling them to um, to um, you know behave to do anything. But me, I knew I was there not to have fun. I knew I was there business. And yeah. I was there to do, you know, to be Miss International. That's true. That's that why. It's, um, and at the same time, you're wearing the Philippine sash. It's a big responsibility. Yes, I was Miss Philippines. I was not Bea. That's why I forgot who I was. I was Miss Philippines, who was freaking out. <laughs> We still have some interesting and, questions here, yeah. Drew. No, I, I'm curious yes, to know. ask me all this interesting yeah, questions. I'm curious, I'm curious to know because during your time, uh, yung, mm -hmm. the dresses and the gowns that you wore in the competition were provided by Binibini Philippines. So, yes. What, yes. So what was, what, ano yung when you found out that you will be wearing this magenta hot pink gown for the finals? Um, at first, <laughs> I, honestly, like I didn't really that time. I didn't really care. I trusted Mrs. Araneta so much with all my heart, and Raymond, Derek Raymond, was there, and I, Raymond, I, you know, Raymond and I are are friends ever since um, Mutia days, you know, ever since I was a model. Raymond already know me. We met in Toronto years before, so 
I'm very comfortable that they know my color, they know what's good for me, they know what's good for the Miss International. And Mrs. Arneta knows Miss International in the back of her hands. Like she knows it, like, you know. She's ah, a first winner, so. Yeah, so she knows it. Like, you know, she you don't have to tell her anything. She knows it. If she want if she if you want to for her to draw a line, she can draw it without even looking because she knows Miss International so 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 much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really care. I love that color. I love the fit. When I put it in on me, I felt like I was gonna win right away. Mm-hmm. I felt so tall and so beautiful and my shape was so nice. So yeah. You know, I've I heard the, the, you didn't do the fitting in the Philippines. You just you first saw it in Japan. Am I right? Or no, no, no. I had it. Mrs. Arneta bought it since like day one. Okay, so and Ra- Raymond saved it for me. Okay, all right. Just to and you know start. when when they were um, looking for the gowns for each candidate, uh-huh. they already knew that that was for me. Oh, this is a Bea gown. This is Bea's. So they put it aside for me. So you didn't bring it with your luggage when you came to Japan. Someone brought it from the Philippines later or? No, no, I brought it with me. You brought it with you, okay. Yeah. Just to clear things out because a lot of people are always curious about the gowns that you're wearing, like what Pia yeah. shared as well regarding her colorful her gown. gown history. And Kenji here would like to ask. Yes. Um, how did you feel wearing that orange national costume? <laughs> um at first it was like oh pineapple um you know uh, I was like, oh, an orange pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> but then i didn't really care because i needed to show off i needed to be um you know an interesting one and i i was that type of of candidate that looked back on the prior videos five years ten years mm-hmm. so i i looked at 2012 2011 2010 2009 2008 i was like i was like this so i knew that orange would be an eye-popping color in on stage so it wasn't a problem for me people might have been like oh my god that's that's i know like that's like ugly and i was like for me it was like no girl it might be we might be not not pretty enough for you, but for me on stage, the judges are gonna look at me, and then they will remember. Oh, this is the girl who wore the the orange looking pineapple dress. Yeah, and uh, you wore the orange um, national costume with a purple fan. Um, yeah. But you yeah you didn't use the fan anymore during the final night. What was the reason yes. behind that one? I wanted to just focus on on not impressing anymore mm-hmm. i wanted to folk i want them to focus on my face because if there's too much color at the coronation night then they might not see my face and for me miss internationals may like the main like um killer move is this yeah. <laughs> the neck actually this part you oh, have to they love part. yes we really love this area that's why I, I that's why i always show this part to them and, and i'm very very lucky that my mom gave me this long neck hey mom can you show again mom mom <laughs> mom show show us your neck come on <laughs> yeah so you know like i have a lot of um on mentors 
that used mm-hmm. to work in Japan. Mm-hmm. So they told me, Obeya, the Japanese people, like, like next Obeya, you have to be gentle. When you sit down, you have to imagine that you're a queen, you're a princess, but everybody's looking. And, you know, it might have been that nobody's looking at me, but there was one person that looked at me and that was Akimi. Akimi was so impressed of how regal and sophisticated and classy I was. That Her she eyes take no- are quick. Yes, she would. She took notice. Yeah, she would. She took notice. Right away. I thought nobody was looking because I was just like really quiet. I was just like, hi, hello, hi. I wasn't like, I want to be in every picture. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like how some girls are like, mm-hmm. in the pageant. Everybody's like, me, 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 take a picture of me. But me, no, I was just like, you know what? If I win, I win. Let's just see in, in the coronation night. And I was, I was very, very, um, right i was right you know kimi and her daughters were taking notice of how how i sit down how would i would eat how i would smile how would i would talk how i would introduce myself how i would wave my wave became became the miss international wave right steven <laughs> honestly this became a signature wave miss uganda followed that one last year because <laughs> because because of you <laughs> because akimi was like the next year she was like oh Bea, can you can you please show them the right, right wave, wave. <laughs> and i was like oh my god i have become a patent i am now <laughs> i am now the miss international wave and I have invented that guy. Can you well. do that again? I have to zoom this up. Do the wave. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it was it was amazing that she noticed that. And and not a lot of people take notice of little details in a person, and she did. And Akimi and I became good friends that even when she would visit um, Philippines, she would ask for me. We would have dinner. You know, she would bring me gifts. So nice. So, yeah. if Please send her my well wishes for her. For sure, yeah. She's, uh, she's doing really well right now. Very happy with I her know. two friends. I was just going to ask, if I go to Japan, can she, like, libre me the ano, facial? You know, maybe <laughs> because- the... Miss Paris, oh yeah, no, I, I think I went to Miss Paris or maybe the Waspa. The oh my god, guys, you have to try the Japanese facial massage. Oh my god, I have never tried anything in my life, and nothing compared to the Japanese facial massage and the Japanese makeup. The makeup artists are amazing. They actually massage my face before because doing my I makeup. Think- they do here. Uh, Miss Perry has a vocational school that uh, teaches professional makeup artists and gives them mm-hmm. the certificates to become official makeup artists. Like it's like a two-year course, and um, it's one of the schools that we have here in Japan. So yeah, it's a it's a really a very serious profession. You just don't become a makeup artist overnight. They do mm-hmm. study in a vocational school. They get certificates for that one, and then they get accredited. That's I why bet. they're really yeah. very good. Yeah. Very good makeup artists. 
So at this point, um, I want to talk about your crowning moment. So it's something that I forgot ng every director. So can you take us I back know. to that moment? I want to I want to take you guys first to right when I did my speech. So at this point, um, I want to talk about your crowning moment. So it's something that I forgot ng every director. So can you take us I back know. to that moment? I want to I want to take you guys first to right when I did my speech because that okay. for me was my crowning moment. Okay. So when I was hyperventilating, like I said, when Miss Colombia couldn't answer, I was freaking out in the back, and then I forgot my speech. I like zero. I don't remember because I was just panicking. I was having a panic attack. Like I was looking for a brown bag because <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't breathe properly. And then it was my turn and the door opened. You know how like it was like closed and then open and I have to walk. From there, I had this like, like calm feeling that came into me and I remembered everything. And I didn't even have to think. I had it in my heart. I have implemented it here that I could just say it like I really mean it. And I think that's why I won. Because right after I said my speech and I said, Arigato gozaimasu, and I left, I was crying. And then there was a guy, you know how like they had a guy that would pick you up from the stage to go down? <laughs> yes, we always have those. The model, I think the, the, sex, the really cute models that you guys employ for us that night. Thank you. <laughs> Um, the eye candy was like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I was crying and I was just very raw. It was me the whole time that there was a speech. That's why another mentor of mine, um, Romel, was like, Bea, that was you. That was really you. You weren't acting. It was you. And I was like, yeah. That was me doing the speech. That's why when I left that stage, I cried like, <gasps> like I won. Because for me, that was like an assurance coming from God. He gave me that, you know, like that, um, like that moment. And that platform and stage. For me, I, yes. And for me, I didn't have to have the crown. I already won in my head. <laughs> so when they called the top five and the top three, and Casey and I had a joke. We had a joke moment, a moment, like my roommate. So that day when we were fixing our faces, we were laughing and then we were like, imagine if, if you win, what would you do, Casey? And, and we were listening to a, a rap song. We were really, I don't know if I can, I can say the song here. Can I? What no? is it? Maybe I don't even know it. When we were like, when it was like a joke, she was like, oh, I'm going to turn around and I'll be like, move, bitch, get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was Casey and I was doing that in, before everything. So like, it was just a happy day. It started super happy. And then, um, you know, oh, I think also the reason why I won was I released all of my pressure, all the stress, all everything. I saw my mom a night before mm -hmm. and I, I ugly cried. I did a Kim Kardashian cry. 
I was like, ah, and I hugged her because she surprised me. And I think that really helped really just let go of the negativity that I had the whole pageant True. time. And so the next day I was so carefree. I was laughing with Casey. We were making jokes. Mm-hmm. And then the fun part was when she was called for top five, or top 15, she looked at me. <gasps> And then we started laughing in the backstage. And then the three of us, we did a triangle. Like it was, you know, it was Netherlands and then New Zealand and Philippines. And we were holding hands and her, and then we were like, imagine we're the top three. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. And then we were praying and then I gathered everybody. Come on guys, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. And then we all prayed. And then that's when everything started. And then when she got called for top three, she looked at me like, no way. <laughs> when she got called for second runner up, she looked at me like, and then I was like, <laughs> it was a surreal moment because there's a, like, you know, like an under, like a, a funny joke that we do, that we have behind the scenes. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun and and then and Casey was not a favorite at all. She was nobody really thought of her. No, as even a, her. Yeah, she, she was surprised. <laughs> she was like, "Oh my god!" And she had plans. She had plans. She didn't want to stay, but she had to. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> oh my gosh, she had plans. She had a ticket to return because her boyfriend and I think they were supposed to go somewhere. Yeah, and we were supposed uh, yeah. to travel somewhere together. I think around Asia or something. Thailand, I think. I think so. And then her boyfriend had to stay there for like five days without yeah. her because she won. And she was like, my boyfriend's mad I won. <laughs> <laughs> but her boyfriend was so proud of her as well. Oh, yeah. I, the boyfriend was like, I wish I was there if I have known. And Casey was like, no, don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're married, so. I know, I'm so happy for her. You know, she she is, she's a wonderful person. She's actually very young to get married, right? Yeah. So, no, they've been together for a long time. They've been together for a long time, though. But yeah. they've been engaged, like, for a long time before they... Oh, yeah. After, a, I think after the, after she won, the next year, she got engaged. Yeah. Yeah. They got married in 2018 or 19? And she's, she's a very mature person. She's like... Yeah. She thinks like my age, you know? So I think, I think, you know, she, she is a lovely person. I miss her. Um, there's a question, Drew, about the hair that you would like to ask. Okay. What is it? So, uh, Your hair during the final night. Okay. So oh my God. <laughs> about that one. Yeah, I did three, I did three changes. I did three hair changes. So I did my hair. I pinned it the whole the whole hair i pinned it in the morning i was um i was listening to my music and i did my makeup um other girl other girls were doing were like casey asked me you know the japanese makeup artist to do her hair and she was having a difficult time to translate and run and translate and run and translate and then fix it again because you know um she didn't like it so she had to add more and she had to translate it so they had a difficult time for me i was so organized i knew it was gonna happen i did it already so I put my hair down for the um, for the opening. I think for the opening, it was in a bun. Yeah. I put it in a bun, and then and then I put it down for the swimsuit, 
And then for the long gown, I kind of just put it like this and I braided it and then I put it in and that's it. Mm, that was my, my winning, my winning, you know, look, clean, easy, sophisticated. I had no problems, didn't have to ask anybody else. <laughs> Did you purposely put it in a low bun para kasha yung crown? Yeah, I remember yeah, and I, also, we talked about that the night before, Bea. We were walking you and Al. The three of us were walking. Yeah. We, we even went out of the we went up into an overpass and then we were still walking. And then that was the night before I went back. That was the like a few minutes before I went back home. And then you were asking us um what should be your hair because you yeah. were a little bit confused about some people were telling you that it should be bun up. But yeah, me and I said was, like, I think it should be done. I know. Because the whole time I had it already in my head before leaving the Philippines, I already have things in my head that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I want to do this. I want to do that. Like I'm, I prepared for myself. You know what I mean? I didn't have any of my mentors to tell me, "Oh, do this." Mm-hmm. But then when I was already competing, and you know, we couldn't hear you. We couldn't hear you. Uh, we couldn't hear Bea for a yeah, while. Yeah, my my thing. Okay, go. Oops. The audio, I think we have some audio problems today right now. No, it's okay. We're okay now, we can hear you. You can hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, I think I think I got really confused because um, people were giving me uh, advices that I didn't ask for it, but like I got really confused. And so I needed confirmation from you guys, you know? Mm. And I think for ladies out there who's trying to prepare for pageants, it's okay to not listen to all of the advices. It's okay to like, you know, because like, Kylie actually asked me this, like, Bea, did you have a hard time with all of the people giving you advices? I was like, yeah, just choose, pick. Don't let it go like in your head and go crazy about it, about it, because everybody have their own opinion. But if you come into this competition, you have to be very sure of your looks. You have to be very sure of your, what is the best hair to, what's the best side, what, what is your, you know, what's the best view? What's the best, is it, are you good in and, and up? Are you good in down? Are you like, you know, but for me, I was just very lucky that I had a, I had a director tell me that my, because of the, my face, the shape of my face, I can do any um, hairstyle. But because, because um, the girl in 2012, Nicole, Nicole had a bun up, which didn't really suit her facial features. So she was just really like, pretty, but it didn't work well. Yeah, so when people were like, oh, you do this, like a makeup artist told me, oh, you should do there. I didn't ask, but they just have to give their advice. I don't know why, but they had to. And they were like, oh, you put your hair up. I was like, no, it's not a winning look. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a, a Miss International with a hair up? One? Kevin. Kevin did, but because of her shape, 
It yeah, the shape well. of her face. It's perfect. And it, it depends also on what kind of bun, right? Mm. It was a small was bun. A clean bun. Hers was a clean bun. It was very clean, just perfect size. Yeah. Vega, Patricia. Patricia's last year was too big, I think. The bun was really huge. huge. If she had won, I don't think the crown would have fit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was really very big. Um, it didn't look big in pictures. Uh, it was really big, yeah. Oh. Um, I wish I had the time to tell her it was so big, but it was so busy already backstage. Are you even allowed? Um, you can say the things, you know, because I was helping other delegates as well. For example, Miss Uganda's uh, gown was too bally. Oh. And I had to hug it just to make it shrink a little bit. You know, I was there, <laughs> the girls were laughing. Hey, Stephen, what are you doing? It was like, I was hugging the gown because it was just so messed up. And what else? There were so many things that I was doing backstage just to help the girls because I want the best version of themselves, especially when it's yes. in the yes, and like no regrets, you know. Like I don't want my hair to be the reason why I didn't win. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything to ruin it. So I was just doing the most simple, most clean, and I got the confirmation from you and at the ow ow, and I had the forehead. To do the low bun. <laughs> that everyone has that, so yeah. Yes, you know, so I was like, yes, you know, people bullied me for this forehead, but it made me win. It's the so, forehead, just, right, you know. <laughs> Gloria Diaz had that forehead as well. It, it is. It is the winning forehead, I'm telling you. So after, <laughs> you know, it was just, I need. I just needed to get, do a clean look because mm -hmm. my gown's already a powerful color. Mm -hmm. So if I do something crazy with my hair and with my gown, it would be too clash. I just want the judges to look at me and see, wow, what a refined, classy woman. And that's what I did, huh, Nay? Okay. <laughs> oh, I just, want to, I just want to say my favorite part of your Miss International competition was your swimsuit performance. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you were so glowing. Oh, thank you. I was just having fun, and I think, I think it was the friends of my of my mentors, the friends of Kim Gan, was there. My my aunt's friends was there. They were supporting. There were um uh I think there were five of them, and they were just like, go 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 go. go. <laughs> If you listen to the background of the swimsuit competition, you will hear all those like women screaming. Those women gave me that. Mm, yes, because it was the music. Stephen, did you change the music for the swimsuit now, please? The swimsuit on um, 2019, last year's edition, it was a live music by DJ Daishi. It was amazing. It wow. Was really good. Wow. Yeah, wow. love it. Live DJ wow. last year. Well, in my year, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't even want, don't even tell me, you know, I could even hear it in the supermarket. <laughs> I had to make up a music in my head. So I had to really, really force that, ah, uh, because I was listening to my music. I was, I had my, my, my iPad and my music in my ear all the time. Because music for me is very important, you know. That's it, true, it, that's true. I, I, it teaches me what to feel, tells me what to do. It tells me what to feel. So for the swimsuit, while I was retouching and, you know, and, and doing a little bit more of like the cover up and shining my legs and shining everything and covering any dark spots in my body, I was listening to it, calming me down and making me feel the energy, feel that fire 
I was listening to um, Shine Bright Like a Diamond. I was listening to um, This Girl is on Fire by Alicia Keys. I was, I was on fire. I was like, I'm ready. You may play this song like I'm going to church, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Burakai 2013. <laughs> I, I just like, ah. And then, and then, you know, like the girl, the ladies outside who was cheering for me, the five ladies that was cheering for me. And my mom was just like doing this with the card. That's how I knew she was like screaming inside. She was like this with, with the, with like the Philippine flag. She was like this in the front. So I was just like, yes, I was performing. I was, I really enjoyed it. That's why I told you guys, like I really developed that Roxy attitude because I mean, that was my moment for me. Like, this is it. Like, I won't be able to do this anymore because this is one of the biggest pageant in the world. If you fail this, there's no going back. But if you win it, no part two, you cannot join again. Yes, exactly. So I had, I had to give my, I have to give it a shot and do whatever I can to, to, you know, give my best. And that's what I did. And I'm happy that they realized I did. (laughs) Wait, guys, I just have to get my laptop charger. (laughs) Charge. Yeah. And, um, Kenji, once again, Kenji, I wish he could join us, but I don't think he could. He could. Um, Kenji said, I wish you saw Steven's face after the speech round was over. Ha ha ha. Why, why the ha ha? We were so confused. Kung sino mananalo, but we were hoping that it would be you. <laughs> we were so already like, oh my goodness, who's going to win? And because it was just a matter of perspective like about the judges, which speech would they really appreciate the most? Mm. Um, Netherlands speech was really yeah. amazing. Um, All of the speeches is like, what kind of personality do you want to win? It was basically like that. So it was like three different women, three different attitude, three different personalities, three different characters. What, who is the perfect one for you? Mm-hmm. All of us were perfect. It's just that who's like the Miss International for you that year. Yeah. And, um, and you know girl, how the judging system works, right? It's just, it's just like ranking. You just put the list for one. It is very plain. It's very plain, this, which, is, which I think is harder because it's just like one, two, three. That's it. That's it. 1991. No, it was like, who's your number one? Who's your number two? Yeah. And then they will just pull them together who's got the most number yeah. of votes and she wins that's it there's yeah. no there's no, there's no sabotage, you know no. you cannot sabotage someone's chance by giving her a really low score or we giving high score no. to your favorite it's just that's people why, ranking that's why, that's why the events are very important for me mm-hmm. that's why i always i said this to kylie i said this to janicelle i said this to bianca i said this to kevin you know when i when i talked to them it's very, very important because the judges, they may be there or not. Mm-hmm. They have spies and they will remember who was amazing that day. And I was very lucky that I left an impression to the master of tea ceremony <laughs> because he really loved me and he told me after I really was really a judge every year he told me Stephen I really really wanted you to win you were amazing that's what she said that's what he said because his um his daughter liked me so much Kobori 
that's what I told the girls that I trained who also won. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The girls that I, that I, you know, I spoke to like Kylie, uh, Kevin, Janicelle, Bianca, I told them like, just, you know, be, be attentive, be alert. Just, just appreciate. And Japan is all about respect. Japan is all about, um, uh, you know, like you showing respect. You um, is all about respect. So you yeah. have to respect yourself on someone else's foot. Exactly. So they were paying attention to that, and I was just mm -hmm. very lucky that um, I already lived in Japan. I was a model there. I know. I know the culture. I love the culture. I love the food. And I was just very lucky that um, I was I wasn't new to the Japanese culture. Mm. Yeah. So, for the girls who's gonna join Miss International, I'm telling you this: just talk to me. I'll give you everything because I really mastered the Miss International. You're just one click <laughs> away. <laughs> I'm not. And now, yeah. At this point, I just I wanted to talk to talk about your. Uh, Homecoming, because uh, there was an article before that said uh, you emailed Madame Araneta before you went to Tokyo that you wanted some sort of a fairy tale of a parade, and when you came back, you got it. Yes. So I'm how was how was the feeling? Uh, there was a homecoming parade for you waiting in the Philippines. Um, there was like a little bit of like a back and forth. It wasn't like email. It was more of Mrs. Araneta would call me, and we had we. Okay. Like we would talk in Viber. I know it's so cool. So <laughs> we were talking. It was like, unfortunately, um, you know, we couldn't do the parade right when you arrive from the airport. But we are under talks because I think um, it was like a, it was like a seasonal like bagyo. Or, I don't know. It was like a storm mm -hmm. or rainy December. Yeah. So it was like a rainy season. So they couldn't you know they couldn't gather everybody and that time um it be i mean bini bini's pr which you see um miss test uh forgot her last name but test he is good friends with um the um what they call this Makati, you, know you know who handle edsa mmda Manila development authority MMDA, francisco tolentino of Tagaytay was the MMDA chief that time. He was the, yeah, he was the head of, of, of MMDA and he sponsored, he sponsored my, um, my parade and he did so well. All of my, my, um, my name was written in flowers, in roses. Yes. My flow, my, everything was covered in roses from Tagaytay. And I was just like, oh my God, I cried. And I was sick that time. I was so sick that I was almost high off Benadryl. <laughs> but when I got on top of that truck and I started seeing everybody, I didn't even, I don't know anybody in, in Manila, especially in Ayala. You know, the people in their offices was like, you know, they were like, they were giving me all this like flowers. They were flowering like petals and, and like those golden dust. And I was just like, oh my God, I love you. I love you. And I felt like they appreciated all my effort. That was it. It wasn't like a, 
it wasn't like I feel beautiful. It was more of an appreciation. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like uh, all of my, you know, all of the sacrifices, all the hard work I did, it was like a nod, like, yes, you did a good job, Bea. And for me, that was it. That was like, I, I have reached my, you know, like the happiness anybody could buy. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was it. If you could buy happiness, that was, that for me was the happiness you could buy. Mm. And also, I think you also served as some sort of inspiration and hope because back then, the Philippines was heavily. So your win was, yeah. was uh, a glimmer of hope for our Kabubayans. Yes. Honestly, that the speech was very important. Like I said, it was more important for me to deliver it than winning the crown because when I, um, the ladies and I, Pia, Pia, Ariella, and I went to, um, we were supposed to go Capis. to, um, we were supposed to, yeah, we went to Rojas, Capis, but we were supposed to go to um, Tacloban. Mm -hmm. But uh, it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe. We weren't allowed to go there because they said, first, you're going to, it's not safe. You're going to get yourself um, harm. Mm -hmm. Second, it's going to be so traumatizing. It was still a very depressing situation. Time. bodies were still all over the place basically mm -hmm. so it wasn't like a, a, a good place to go for us and mm -hmm. we we but we really forced um you know the aranetas that we want to go and visit so they told us okay um we'll send you to roja city because there's it's still it's still really bad but there's not a lot of um there was no that was, you know but when we arrived there, it was so painful to see. And it was so black. You could feel like, it's almost like you could feel death. Like there's no hope. Mm. It was, there was no trees. All of the trees are like, there's no branches. There's no greens. It was just pure, just trees. There's no branch, no greens. And then the houses was all torn. Um, people were so like a little bit shocked, like, like you know what I mean and then um there were still poles on the side we have to go around different routes because um some roads were not um safe um we had to walk some places because it's not accessible for cars and we have to duck because there's some live wires <laughs> mm. and I was like oh my god this is not really safe because we could literally die in here because it was all wet and then the first thing we did was we went to, um, it was like a man-made office for all the NGOs. It was a third level of their, I think it was their muni municipal um, municipal hall. Or city hall, I guess. Roja yeah, city. city. Yeah, it was a city hall. It was three levels. And you can see the dirt on each level. It was like, there were like the first, maybe it was the first wave, the second wave, the third wave. And it went up to second floor. That high, that was how high the water went, the mud. You could see the lines and the walls of the, of the city hall. So when we reached the third floor, which was the cleaner, I guess it wasn't, um, the mud didn't reach that third part. You know, I was in my sash. I was in my, in my beautiful shirt of Bini Bini Filipinas. I was in heels. You know, I was like a little bit of makeup. My hair was a little bit done. Um, I was shocked. Honestly, I can still feel, actually, I feel like crying still. 
because I was embarrassed, you know, before I became a Miss International, I mean, before I became a pageant girl, I didn't believe in, in, you know, I didn't believe in pageantry. So when I went there and I saw those people helping people from different countries, there's at least 15 groups of NGOs in that, in that floor. There were the Canadian troops with their like, you know, those like, F, like you know the P, the CSI like laptops mm-hmm. that like that you think would like by itself it would like be become like it was self destruct. <laughs> it looked like that everybody had like the self destructive laptops that's like for the CSI people like you know like spy people. It was like that, and they were also focused. And then in the middle of that, there's a big map, and there's all the red zones, blue zones, green zones yellow zones and I was just like I was so overwhelmed I wanted to cry I was I was getting red because I was embarrassed of myself Mm -hmm. like who am who am I to disturb them for helping my own people and I was so struck that I I didn't know how to say thank you to them because they would they gave us the microphone they made me talk you know, and, and um, I don't know, I think Ariella and, and Pia also talked, but I was the first one to talk and I didn't know how to say thank you. How do you say thank you to people like that? You know, how do you say thank you to this 15 organizations all around the country who moved, who left their home base to come to the Philippines, be there, right there at that moment to help us mm. and they were figuring out how to go to um Tacloban. and meanwhile i'm there with like hi how are you hi hi you know i was like i felt like oh i felt that like struck in my heart like i'm not doing anything to to enough like these people right here you know so in my own little way i wanted to say thank you to them that was um Many people will say, oh, you just, you, you said that because you were taking advantage of the moment. I'm like, no, if you listen to my speech, it wasn't because I wanted to ask for sympathy. It was a thank you speech for me. It was, it was putting a light on the people that helped the Philippines during the darkest moment of our, you know, of our, our, of our country. It was just really bad. And prior to that, we got to meet Pia, I, and Mutya, and everybody. We got to, we had a, an Avon um, gathering where we talked to survivors. So they told us that um, their family were, you know, they didn't know who, who made it, who didn't, because they all got, they disappeared overnight. It was nighttime. They didn't know who washed up anywhere. Um, the, the, the teachers that we, get, we talked to in, in, the, in that Avon event, um, they said that um, private ferries, private um, ships um, picked them up and shipped them to Manila. And they didn't know if their, their daughters, their sons, or their husbands survived. So they had to post on Facebook, I'm alive. And that's how they found out their family members were alive. And imagine that intensity, Stephen. How do you, how do you not get 
emotional. I was crying. I had to leave that event. I was just like, Miss Tess, uh, we need to go. I was sobbing. Like, oh my God, I'm so, I was, I'm still feeling a little teary eyed because I remember, you know, and, and they were telling me the stories. It just happened three days ago, four days ago, last week. And they were saying it to me as if it didn't happen very recently because they were smiling. But I could tell their eyes was crying. Mm. But they had to do an event for us. For us, beauty queens. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to take advantage. But I, um, you know, I, I'm not here. I feel like I'm taking advantage because I look so pretty and talking to them. I was feeling bad. But really, our intention was to give them happiness that day. Our intention was to help them, give them donation, you know, fundraise for them. But for me, it wasn't enough for all the pain that they endured. So I had to make a letter almost. That was my speech. So I, I, I really, 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 really took pride in writing that because it was very important for me because I experienced it and I saw it and I got to talk to the survivors. I think a lot of people in the world wouldn't understand it if they are not as uh, appreciative or in the same, if the fanaticism with beauty pageant is not in the same level as the Philippines. Because for us Filipinos, it's really part of our culture. It's part of who we are. So beauty queens showing up in areas of calamities, natural calamities, for example, probably for some culture, they wouldn't um, see it. They would see it differently. But for Filipinos, it it's different because... Yeah. Just be it's you being there already gave people the you know the oh, beat of hope. You know, it gives yeah. them hope, gives them gives them light. It's not because it's it's not something which is futile or meaningless. But yeah. for Filipinos it means a lot already. You know, mm -hmm. we don't have royalty in our country, we don't have real kings and queens, but we no. have beauty queens to actually fill that hole, you know, we're in we could someone we could look up to as a sign of unity, a sign yeah. of hope. Yes. And yeah, I think for Filipinos, it works. Maybe it doesn't, it won't work to some other countries, like for example, European countries, which will be, the, which experience natural calamities, or maybe here in Japan as well, maybe it wouldn't make sense. But in the Philippines, it does make sense, actually. It, yeah. Regular Filipinos would appreciate that. Yeah. And, and, you know, because of my background, like I used to think negatively, but then because I became one, I understood. Yeah. I understood and I see it. Even my family are so happy to see me. And I'm like, I'm your fat, I'm your pamangit, I'm your niece. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really different. You know, pamangkin ko international yan. Or kahit a miss sports fest nga lang, you're so proud, right? There's a sense of pride and, and just like happiness, you mm. know, when you see someone up there. And I think. And I think that we, we helped them in our own ways. And we did fundraising. We did a lot of fundraising for them, you know. Um, we did, I think, Pia and Ariella won like almost 500,000 pesos for the charity. Uh -huh. um, they, won, they won a game show and they donated their money. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, we did a lot of uh, donation for our time doing the, uh, I think, the Pag Ibig. We did a lot of Pag Ibig. Um, fundraising as well and Binibining Filipinas uh, charities. Binibining Filipinas is still a charity. 
charitable institution. Yes, it's, yes, it still is. Some people probably would have forgotten that one. Maybe we just mm -hmm. think about the glitz and glamour of the pageantry, but they yeah. tend to forget it. it's a charity. Oh, yeah. And I'm a very, I, before Binibini, I was a, a very active Gawad Galinga, um, you know, um, oh, here. In, in here in Toronto. And, and they have a community. Binibini Filipinas actually have a community. They've supported a, 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 a small little barangay for Gawad Galinga. And, and I think it's beautiful. And people forget that they think, oh, it's just a beauty pageant. Like, no. That's actually, true, yeah. You have to remind have people about that. that Yes, and it's real. And I myself could attest to that because before becoming a beauty queen, I was already supporting Gawad Galinga. And I saw, and I get to talk to the people that the community of Gawad Galinga supported by Binibini. So, you know, it's not just about the beauty. It, there's also depth inside. There's like meaning to the pageantry that we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember during your reign as Miss International, a lot of people would criticize the organization because you are not traveling enough. Yes, but I know. What they didn't what, what they didn't realize is that even though you weren't traveling, you were doing a lot of char charity oh, works in yeah. the Philippines back yeah, then. You built your library and, in Masbate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my like my little um my little advocacy myself is very different from what I do as Miss International in Japan. We have donated, I think, two million yen to, to was it two million or five million to um, UN? UNICEF. Yeah, to UNICEF. So, can can is there any other community? Oh, is there any other pageant that did that? <laughs> we yeah. pulled it from our pockets. <laughs> you know, we didn't ask for people to pay for it. We had sponsors. And the sponsors' money, we donated them. And no other pageant, I think, could say that they did that. Because yeah. some pageants, I think, they, they, they make money over one year mm. by working their queen. The Miss International Beauty Pageant, the event in itself, is so big, actually, um, in Japan. Maybe not the hype, mm -hmm. to the point that... that I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, that to the point that one big car company is actually a major sponsor, but they are very quiet about it. They don't want to publicize about it. And then they give us money so that we could use that for the green campaign, mm -hmm. which is which is very Miss Earth. <laughs> but we are doing it under the name of Miss International. But the one, the money that we get there because of the Miss International brand name itself, the one who is doing that job is the Miss International Japan winner. So mm -hmm. she goes to every prefecture in Japan to spread green campaign um, advocacy, plant trees, and remind people about how important it is to save planet Earth. <laughs> Can't oh, believe I'm saying this, but <laughs> in every pageantry, we have to decide that we can't just aim for one thing only. That's true. We have yeah. To really, really check what is the number one problem, and that for me is like you know the calamities at that time. Second is obviously what is like in our world. Hello. <laughs> I mean, there's so there were cutting trees. We're developing so much, um, developing so many places that we forget that when you cut, you get a plant. You can't just take and take and take. 
you know replace them as well yes and i think i think it's a good thing that we're realizing it now you know hopefully it's not too late and i'm very proud of you stephen and your organization uh, mr international japan team. our organization come on where you're part of it <laughs> Thank you. But thank you guys. Like, I, I wish you guys do that, you know, like for the Miss International organization and not just Japan. Make the, make the girls plant, my God. <laughs> they they used to plant trees, you know. No, in the, the first time I encountered Miss International live in Japan was when I met girls who, were, who did a plant, tree planting activity and they were actually giving seedlings to people who passed by the shopping mall. That's where I first met Jezare Javier. She was our contestant back in 2003. Maybe you were only 10 years old during that time or what. But <laughs> they, were, they were actually in a shopping mall. They were holding seedlings and then they were giving it to the people to plant that seedling in their own backyard or wherever. And then they gave money as a donation for Green Movement as well. And that was 2003. That was 17 years ago. My first ever encounter with Miss International was very Miss Earth actually. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it's it's very important that the girls also, you know, learn to plant because when they go back to their countries, then they use that. They, they you know, like they, they use what they learned from. Yeah, they do. I think that's what the Miss International Indonesia is always focusing on because the first runner up in Poteri, Indonesia, always becomes the Miss International, the Miss Indonesia environment. So her, her whole year will be devoted into helping save planet yeah. Earth. Which is good. That's Which very good. good. Although she goes to Miss International, but the advocacy of the organization, even from the very beginning, from the history of Putera Indonesia, if you are first runner up, you are the Miss Environment. That's good. Hello to our Indonesian yeah. fans. I know you're watching. <laughs> and, you're and I think... Yeah. I think this will be my final pageant-related no, 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 not for your final. Like, let's just not have the, a five-minute game, Drew. You know, you know yeah, the game that no, we no, talked before, about. Yeah, before the game, uh, just the, just a final to wrap up everything about the pageant. Drew. Okay, before the game, so here's Drew's, yeah. Drew's wonderful so question. So how does, how does it feel, Bea, to be part of the year 2013, the year when the Philippines became the powerhouse? Yeah. Officially, that is recognized now. Wow. That's a first. And you were part of it. That's a first question. I think. Um, what do I feel? Wow, that's a very, that's a new question. I think I'm proud. I'm very proud because, and it's not just me. You know, I did. I had a lot of help. It's not just all of the people. I'm just very fortunate that all of the people that I meet, all the experiences that I, bad or good experiences that all developed and made it this big, you know, Miss International. And, and even the girls, all the girls that won before me, they were helping me to push me to become Miss International 2013. And I cannot take all the credit because there's so many people behind me. So I'm just very proud that, you know, all the people and I and the Philippines unite to make me a winner. Yeah. Even in our own small ways. Yeah. Yes. And now we go to the little game that Stephen is very excited about. So we will, 
uh, we will give you names, like a name of a person, a place, or an event, and then just tell us something that you remember instantly. Right away, you, you know, you don't need to think. If you think, it defeats the whole purpose of oh the. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, number one. Binibining Pilipinas gold. Gold? Binibining Pilipinas gold. Oh my year! Oh, it was it was fun. It was dramatic. It was expensive, and it was very on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Madam Stella Arnaneta, mother, the golden mother, the mother goose. <laughs> Ariella Arida, Ariad Miss Universe. Yes. Mutiada mm-hmm. sister. Pia words back. Oh, the queen. She's the most hard, most hardworking queen. Uh, Japan. Japan, the land of opportunity. <laughs> Japan is, the, I think for me, Japan. Don't think, don't think. <laughs> Japan has so many memories and I love Japan so much, but okay. Japan is love. Mm-hmm. Canada. Canada's family, home. Masbate. Masbate is my heart. Mm-hmm. That's where I was, you know, I, I became a human there. Stephen Diaz. Oh. <laughs> Dearest friend. Uh, <laughs> and finally, Mark Nash. Love, my love, my soul. <laughs> Mark Nash is red for my heart. Yeah. I want to say, I want to say, 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 Katriona Gray. Oh, Katriona Gray. Katriona Gray for me is the most, just, she was just for me, Miss Universe that time. She's just, she was the Miss Universe. Nothing else. Duterte. <laughs> Duterte is like a, your grandpa. Like the strict grandpa. <laughs> With the, I know, what do you call that? With the sundang. Oh, I don't know. Sundang. <laughs> yeah, that's that. It reminds me of like <laughs> the grandpas in the provinces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was drunk to but. You know, she just, he's the one who will tell you off if you did something wrong. Yeah. That's true. I respect my grandfathers as well. Yeah. And now we, we go to some sort of a more serious uh, talk. So okay. in December 2018, you posted on your Instagram account and shared about your uh, chronic kidney disease. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did this uh, change your outlook in life? Um. It shifted everything, even my family's life as well. Um, every, my friend's life, everybody had like a little like reality check. You know what I mean? Like your health is no matter how young or old you are, you have to take care of yourself. And I think that is kind of what everybody took from my situation. That they all went to the doctors and got checked and and they eat healthier you know they, they live healthier now they exercise you know they when they feel something they immediately go to the doctors 
And it shifted my life because I was such a driven person before. I had like one goal only, and that is to become successful before 30. And so when that failed, I felt like my whole life was like crumbling and I don't know who I was or what am I in this world. It made me question who I am. And now, after two years of like battling um, kidney failure, you know, I, I, I am a different person from that person that posted that December 2018. Totally different person now. That I can say. Mm. And uh, when is your scheduled transplant? I think you were mentioning about that you're during your IG live last week with your mom. It's gonna, is it, is it going to be this month or next month? Um, I have no idea when actually. It might be... Putting it in my ears. Hello. Yes. Yeah. It might be toward as long as there's COVID, I can't do anything. Yeah. True. <laughs> because the hospital that takes care of me and my mom, or the one we're gonna do the transplant, um, they are actually the most active when it comes to the COVID patients. That's so it's always full, and there's some dialysis patients that are actually um, positive. So we're not allowed to transplant yet in that hospital. And they're the number one transplant hospital in, the, in, in, in Canada. And I don't want to change hospitals because then I have to wait another one year because each hospital have different departments. It's not like, oh, pass me your, your papers. It's not like that. It's like I have to guarantee myself that you uh, have finished all of this. So I have to redo everything if I move hospital. So I have to just wait it up. And at this point in my life, I'm just really healing and concentrating on my emotional healing, basically. So like I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to eat healthier. I plant-based. I teach my family how to eat properly. I make time for my family. I, you know, it was just, it, for me, this is a wonderful time because I am very, very happy. It's just the most happiest the happiest, I guess, year for me, moments, because it was such a crazy two years for me. <laughs> I mean, tell me, Stephen, was it, is it not a crazy 2018, 2019, 2020, like, oh my God, when is it going to stop? I know, it's, uh, it's for not just the kidney patients but also to cancer patients who are going undergoing chemotherapy everybody 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 everybody's, everybody's yeah. yeah everybody who's immune system compromised you know really everybody that yours will be successful and yeah. uh, everything's going to, going to be fine i know for as long as you have faith in god i mm -hmm. i believe that everything's yeah. gonna work out fine you know he he knows thank what's you. best for each and every one of us you know it's thank you it's there yeah. thank and, you i just want to ask Bea uh, a message mm -hmm. to all the other the other people who are also experiencing uh health trials at the moment so yes. a message yes. 
Uh, my message is, it's okay to feel worried, to feel scared, to be depressed, as long as you pick yourself up, because honestly, the worst disease there is, is negativity. If you stress, if you're negative, if you're always mad, it's going to worsen it. And you got to heal inside first, and then it will heal the body, and then it will heal people around you. But you gotta heal your and help yourself, you know, to to release that negativity in you, the, the stress. It's only for the moment. I always believe there's um there's always a rainbow after the rain. I always believe that, and there's no reason why there's always gonna be rain. But if you take out that negativity, then you will slowly proceed to healing, healing inside. And then once you're healed inside, you will see that, you know, it's not really the biggest problem. Because now I see that for me, my kidney failure was a way to reconnect to my family again, to build another relationship with myself. I love myself more. I love myself. I'm so confident of myself more than I was when I was a beauty queen. I wouldn't change anything, you know, and in, I might be so young to experience all of this, but I would experience this. Oh my God, my mom's crying. <laughs> <laughs> I would experience this now so that I have a greater understanding of life because I do, I do have so much respect and love for life now because of what happened to me. And I just hope that the, my fellow, you know, um, sick people, we're not really sick. We're just a little bit um, inconvenient at the moment. <laughs> For me, I see it as an inconvenience. You know, um, there's always going to be hope. And if, if you don't see any hope, you make yourself your hope. You know, it, it's like that. You, you find a flower everywhere. Make that as a sign of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that message. Thank yeah. you. And I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and I want a lighter note. Uh, you've been in Toronto for uh, like a few months already. Like two like years. Since March. Uh, two years. So oh, what you... Since March. Yes. Since I, March. I, yeah. Yes. I did a vacation so, in Philippines for uh, four months. What do you miss the most about the Philippines? Oh my God, aside from my dogs and maybe Mark Nash. Um, <laughs> I miss my friends, my, my babies, my dogs, um, my house, my cousins. Um, believe it or not, the noise. Mm. I miss the malls. I miss driving the crazy traffic. I miss, I miss the stress of traffic. Um, I miss... I miss food I miss I don't know I just miss it I miss everything I miss the you know like the very light life where you're like hmm, today I don't feel like going out I'm just gonna stay home oh next week let's I have two day off let's go to Boracay you know you can do that in the Philippines yes but here I, ha I have to like <laughs> there's no way I have to do that everything here is so far so I have to really take one year to like, you know, go on vacation. So that's what I miss about the Philippines is everything, everything. 
Uh, hopefully you'll have a chance to drop by here in Japan as well Bea, and uh-huh. then catch up oh for sure you know I'm always there Stephen like yeah. I am always there you know yeah you always you always leave me a message or something whenever you're here anyway so I know but like sometimes I'm only because the thing is when I got sick and I would go to Japan it was only be two days to three days like two nights three days so like I don't have time yeah of course. as long as you're here just uh, drop me a message next time yeah and like and let's go sushi and then let's go to um again <laughs> Where your are still there yes i love oh my god i promise and then i want to go shopping again i love shopping in japan because you find the most crazy things that you will never find any other places <laughs> and drew could attest to that yeah i love japan sobra <laughs> I know. Have you been to Harajuku? Yes. Diva. Have you seen? Oh my God. The first time I went to Harajuku, I was like a model, right? And then mm-hmm. I was waiting for work. And I saw Stephen. It was like summertime and there was a walking zombie, like a mummy. He was wrapped in like, you know, those tissue papers. He was wrapped in his walking. I was like, oh my God, are you dying in there? <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> it's really hot in, in Japan, right? Um, during summer. Right now, it's pretty weird. It's already past mid of July, but it's still a little bit chilly because of the rain. We've been mm-hmm. having extended rainy season right now, which is really very different from how I experienced it in the past. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be hotter by next week or... But when you say it's summer, it's really super humid and super hot here. Wow. I bet. Because like every summer I go there, it was just like super duper hot. Mm, But I love Japan. I love Japan. It's, it's, you know, when I was there as, um, as a beauty queen, as a tourist and as a model, it always gives me a different experience yeah and your miss international was during the winter so (laughs) really extremely cold and dry yeah yeah and now we're at the home stretch of the beauty talks and 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 dito na yung mga medyo seryosong question (laughs) so let me just just retouch a little bit because um (laughs) mas stress ako dyan I'll just move uh, my computer a little bit. Life reflections on it on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so first is um what do you want to tell people who who are doubting themselves na kaya nilang mag succeed? Like for example, girls who wanted to be beauty queens but they feel na they're not pretty enough or they they're not good enough to become beauty queens. You see, this is my mantra. It's never the prettiest girl that wins. It's always the most confident. And I can attest to that because honestly, I, um, I, I don't believe I am the most beautiful woman. Although 50% I'm beautiful, 50% I know I'm beautiful. Do you see what I mean? Yes, yes. I know I'm beautiful and 50% people see me as beautiful. But I think... I, I have done a lot of pageants. I have done a lot of judging. And I never, I, it's only been like maybe 30% that pretty girls wins. But it's always the most confident. It's always the one who shines that night. 
So whoever says that, oh, I'm too short or I'm too ugly or I'm too fat. No, honestly, honey, just love yourself so much and everybody will start noticing you and will fall in love with you too. That is your greatest asset. If you love yourself, everybody will follow. Tama po ba yung answer? And now, I want to pass the mic to Stephen. How, how do you see yourself three to five years from now? Oh my God, I want to be a mom. I want to be married with, with 15 dogs and five kids with a big yard. Mark was probably like, what, really? Five? <laughs> oh no, Mark, Mark wants also wants many, a big Mark already asking me for kids. And I'm like, honey, I, I'm not, it's him. That's why I see myself in three years because it's him. He wants kids. I want dogs. I just want dogs. So we have to compensate. It's like, okay, we can have kids, but you got to give me five dogs in each, each kid <laughs> equals to five dogs. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I think he's dreading like the after transplant journey because <laughs> I will be adding so many things in his life he will go crazy. Like <laughs> I probably be doing it with pleasure. Yes, <laughs> you know, I want to concentrate more actually in um plant-based diet. I want to educate people about kidney um you know kidney diseases. I want to I want to educate people how to treat, how to, um, you know, how to, uh, what do you call this? How to respect your body, how to eat properly. And, oh my God, my mom's sending me the prevention. So basically, I want to educate people about prevention because um, it's a lot of money. And a lot of doctors, you know, are not giving us preventive methods. You know, that's what happened to me. Um, I, I went through 12 years before I got kidney failure. And I knew I was sick. I knew I have stage one, but I, I like reversed it when I was 16. But I didn't realize that it could progress even with a healthy lifestyle. Because I was very healthy, Stephen. You know, um, I exercise, I eat very, you know, healthy, balanced food. But at the same time, I guess it was the stress. It was like everything around it, you know, um, little things became bigger. And that's how I got to the point of kidney failure. So I want, um, especially the Philippines where our diet is very, very um, salty and, yes. and too sweet and too high carbs, you know. And there's just a lot of preventable diseases that keeps killing us. You know, and, and I want to educate. I want to I wanna focus on that. Um, I want to start a small little business of organic, you know, organic farming. I want to do a little business in, in um, opening a little bed and breakfast in Palawan where Mark and I will be building like a small little breakfast, um, I mean, bed and breakfast place. That's what I want to focus on. Like something that will enrich my being. That's what I'm going to do. 
but obviously I'm also going to still be a beauty queen. So I'm going to still, <laughs> I'm going to be doing it with like a little glamour and beauty and art behind at the same time. <laughs> Send my Japanese beauty, aspiring beauty queens to your bed and breakfast in Palau. Oh yes. I will make them scrub there. floors. I will make them plant trees. Oh, can you get me the coconut please? <laughs> and then three hours pageant session for <laughs> yes well, you guys can come visit me you know and like kayo magbantay sa five kids ko and i'll be like doing my nails and my spa <laughs> oh you baby tito stephen's coming over please uh behave bye <laughs> Stephen, here's the I'm five. I'm okay with that. Ano? Totally fine. I'm the Bottles. eldest of six. I'm the eldest of six. Yeah, oh my god! So you you know brothers. the drill. You I know, know the, the drill. Kid. I know how to change diapers. See, that's the thing. That's the thing because I I grew up with a sister and a brother, you know, and 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 one aunt. So my extended family became my own family because I like the big family. You know, I um my my grandma come from a big clan. So I wanted it. I want my own family to be big as well. So that's why within three years I wanna, you know, I wanna try to have a lot of babies. Mm. Mark Nash. <laughs> Mark Nash. <laughs> yeah, and now finally, um, we know you as the very vocal beauty queen, but aside from becoming Miss International 2013. How do you want people to remember Bayaro Sobiak? Wow. Oh my God. That's a very... I guess I'm, going, I'm always going to be remembered as the girl who, who had kidney failure. <laughs> like, I cannot erase that now because, you know, it's going to be forever that, you know, the headline, oh, Miss International also have the beauty queen be with kidney failure, you know, like, or beauty queen transplanty. And I want to be remembered as a, as the girl who fought hard to educate people about that disease. Because um, it's already there. So might as well use that as a big objective to educate people. Because it is important, and I had no idea that it's such a huge, huge community in the Philippines. There's so many people fighting their lives, going through dialysis, waiting for transplants, you know, going on depression because none of their family members are willing or are, you know, are donor material, you know. And and plus, there's, oh my God, I don't want to say it, but there is. Um, um what do you call this an organ people are buying organs in the philippines and um, i wanna yeah, i wanna like also black market for organs in the philippines yes yes and i wanna talk about that too because you know that's a very important um problem honestly it's 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 uh it's very negative it's very hard i have people i have friends who had to resort to that, to organ buying. But the thing is, the ones, the poor are the ones who are suffering. 
because I don't I I don't mind you know them you know um, making money out of it you know it's their decision but these agencies take advantage of these poor people it's like you know you get paid half a million but they only give the donors one hundred thousand right they make money off it so for me it's a very very um critical position and some of my friends they actually have donors that they have donated to but just because they they're willing to and they made you know, they they made them into a family they put them in their family they they accepted them as a family and i and i love that but i want i want the agencies the agencies that employ organs that's what i want to want to you know i want to shed light to mm. yeah. thank you bea for doing yeah, for doing this else. interview thank you guys i'm sorry if i talk so much no no, no worries you know, no, no. We always we have a lot of history together it's yeah. been seven years two hours na ba? more than two hours na, yeah. two hours and 40 minutes i guess but we are wow it's because we we ha we shared a lot of uh, i know moments together and uh, Officially, as a correspondent for for Mrs. Ola during that time, it's uh, really special that you won in 2013 when Kenji, Shota, and the rest of us were covering it, and it gave us some. Sort I know. Of I'm so happy you guys were there. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we met oh. a lot of people as well, and it's re we really appreciate the fact that you won the title for the Philippines because back then, you know, as a pageant. Um, correspondent it was it meant a lot for us and it also paved the way for me to be part of Miss International Organization and now I'm working with them so somehow you know I I could I could trace that um, that route or that journey to from you as well because oh thank you 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 let me in in 2014 as well you told me the things that the the events and i was able to go there so it kind yeah. of the continuity because when i thought that i wasn't interested anymore then you know and and you you helped us a lot you know miss international wouldn't be like in the pedestal if without you you put you put it back you know you made you made you know a little bit but it, it made a huge impact yeah well hope yeah you know you helped. Mythology, of you course. helped like that's why i am so i'm so appreciative with the missology family and team everyone was mm -hmm. helping me the graphics and the articles that needed to be published like drew yeah Rick, they were there they were always there oh, Mario, yeah. i want to say everyone. thank you to missology because you know like it might have it might have uh it might have um it might have been a little pressure for the candidates, mm -hmm. but it forced us to become better. Mm, it yeah. forced us to rise and to work hard because why is she the number one? I want to be the number one too. But it made us more like, yeah. you know, it's a good, it's a, it's a positive, it's a positive support. And, and I love how you guys are always talking about Miss International, you know, like, and you guys are lovely. You guys are not money driven, like, you know, 
and you guys are really there because of passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're working. You guys have different other yeah, fields. Yeah. What you're doing is you're doing this as like a side job. Basically, yes. that's not what even paid. We, we didn't. Well, I was <laughs> that's not even paid. <laughs> yeah, Kenji's working as a teacher. Shota is working as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I was working as a teacher back then. Yeah, we're just exactly, yeah, and you guys and you guys are educated, like well educated people. <laughs> so it's like there's like you know, like my impact. Every time you write something, there's an impact. It, it's always nicely written, it's always articulate, it's it's not very like you know, it's not very like negative because it's well written, it's like there's a content in there. It's almost like it's well researched. It's almost like news. It's almost like news about pageantry. Mm. Right? So it's I like love that you Drew is have working that. so hard about that. It's it's all him right now because I no. Wow. <laughs> wow, Drew. Until 2017 until yeah, 2017 it was really very active, but from mm. here and then I would still share my opinion to them and try to help them with a uh, Well, it's difficult because you work now with Miss International, yeah, it's isn't really, it? It's very difficult. But yeah, it's somehow it's still family is a family no matter what and mm-hmm. I will always uh treasure the Missology family and it's I'm I, I'm here because of them. I, I just yeah. Well, I, you guys are not only the big. You guys are the biggest. You know, um, uh, pageant website, pageant community, for a reason. You know what I mean? You guys, you guys have you guys have a platform, mm. and that's why people listen to you more. Mm. Thank you. Because you guys, you guys are smart, articulate, well written, well educated people. And very respectful. So thank you guys for being respectful to all of us. Yeah, we try as much thank as you. possible. Yeah, and hopefully the fans will follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Hopefully, Wait, I hopefully the bachelors will listen to you. Oh no, let them be. You know, I always say you're not someone if you don't have bashers, honey. <laughs> <laughs> So if Missisology have bashers, that only means you're doing something right. We're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking back then. If I had like all this negative stuff being written against us, it's because... Take them from someone who have a lot of negative things written about her. <laughs> no, um... Wait, I have, I have a thing. I have a... Uh, my mom just... Okay. Oh my gosh, she keeps sending me these things. Oh my god, shout out. She wants me to give a shout out to P- to PIDC here. PIDC is a Philippine Independent um Council uh, no, in Independence Council in in in, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um and all the titas who's listening who's watching actually. Hello. Hello Canada, thank you very much for watching to the Philippine Hi PIDC Titas, PIDC Titas. And I also want to say hello and I love you to my beautiful aunties and Lolas and Ninang. Oh, see, my Ninang Juvi, my Ate Jen Jen, my Ate Espy, my Ate Ao Ao, my Ate Pempe, <laughs> my, my cousins, and the people that live in Miss International Street. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have a thank you very much, that. guys, for watching. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for, yes. for being here. I have a street named after me, guys. Hello to people living in my street. Bea Santiago Street. <laughs> Miss International. The people in Katangan. Yes. Uh, the people the in Katangan. Hello, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bea. Yes. We Thank you guys for that. having me. I'm sorry. I keep talking and you no, it's know, okay, and no. So and much. also it's probably it's already late there in Toronto, so I uh -huh. know you have to sleep early and uh... <laughs> it's okay. I don't have to dialyze tonight. Okay, sure. Thank you so much for giving us <laughs> oh, time. You wanna say hi to your dentist? I can see how beautiful your smile is. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hi, Dr. Dior. <laughs> Dior, our designer smiles. Oh, I love how when they ask, oh, who's your who dentist? Dior, like the bag. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you, Bea. Thank you guys. To you. God thank bless. you, guys. Praying for you. Thank you, Mississology. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Love you guys. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Yeah.